Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's good, Internet? It's Friday, July 2nd, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 407. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and I am joined by Patrick Klapik. Just rolled right into it. I like it. Hello, Rob. And our producer, Ricardo Contreras. Yo. So we are heading into a long weekend, and it has been a busy week. So um, games, we haven't been playing them. We've been playing a little of them. <laughs> Look, I'm playing this game called Head Cold. Uh, you know, it's it's less fun. Have you? All right. Uh, I'm sick more often than all of you probably are because I'm mm. around children frequently. But sure. even this was an even this was a new one for me. Where it's not uncommon, you know, where you wake up in the middle of the night and you go, "Oh no, I'm sick." Where you went to bed fine, and then like you wake up to go to the bathroom, and then like, "Oh, I feel under the weather." Um, I, I've never experienced a cold begin in real time where I played with my kids, like put them to sleep, uh, sat down. I had the last chapter, the last short story in the Stephen King short story collection, Skeleton Crew. I was like so excited to finally finish it. It's like the first book book I finished. Do a lot of reading, but like finishing a book, even though it's short stories, long, long times I've done one of those things. And (laughs) as I'm reading it, it's like a, 12-page story. It's not particularly long. The Reach. I I felt my body, like, decomposing. Like, I could feel the throat tightening in real wow. time. I could feel my head going wrong. And it was... I, I, I At first, I thought something was, like, really wrong. I was like, this is... I don't like... I don't like how my body feels. And my wife was always <laughs> like, is, I, what's... What do you do? What's wrong with you? I was like, I think I'm getting sick. It's like, what are you talking about? You're fine. I was like, no, I... I think Elizabeth has a cold and I think I got it, but now it's like just turning on in my body at the moment. And I don't, I don't like how it feels. And I have in all sorts of different cold sicks uh, with the, with the kids, but I've, it's just never, I don't know. I'm used to like going to bed. Like ah, I can kind of feel like something's coming on. And then at two in the morning, I wake up to go to the bathroom and I, and I can really feel it. But that was a, that was a new one in the middle of reading, just feeling like my body short circuiting. I didn't, I, didn't, somehow... I didn't appreciate it. You've somehow reached a new plane of self-awareness. Now you can feel it happening. I'm sure it's happened technically before. That that is just an internal, you know, we talk a lot about (laughs) on the show about like understanding ourselves, like, you know, (laughs) self-care. This is me just better understanding my body's metamorphosis into (laughs) goo from, you know, the mucus of a of a child like oh you're you're so adorable, Elizabeth. You got teeth coming in. All that snot and mucus. That's just that's just those teeth. Like, oh, I, I won't wash my hands as frequently as I should. <laughs> oh, Though no. it wouldn't matter. Though oh, it wouldn't no. matter. Like, 
when a baby sneezes in your face, I don't know that you're done. done. Like, yeah, like there's, you know, it's we had a conversation in the house, you know, not we're not post COVID, but, you know, like we're in a different phase of it, especially in the the United States and certainly relative to to other places who who are less fortunate in in terms of the vaccine. But, you know, there's like a lot of conversations about uh, like what role do masks play in our lives going forward as like a permanent state? It's like can if I start feeling sick, should I just, or one kid gets sick in the house, should we just wear masks around the house? Like, is that useful? Would that be like a preventative measure? And then all it took was Elizabeth sneezing in my face to be like, yeah, that just, maybe that would work if the kids were older and things were more controllable. Right. But if you could I don't keep know it on that, her face all the time somehow. Well you, can, well, you can't put a, like, there's a reason the mask yeah. mandates don't start until the kids are two. Right. Because... Well, one, it's just very difficult for kids that age to 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 catch it. Not that it's uh, impossible, but also like you can't you can't talk to a one one year old because I'm talking <laughs> to a two year old. Plus, it was just yeah. You know, like I, I liked the idea of like oh, post COVID, a society we could you know normalize mask wearing, yeah. get like flu and, and cold stuff down, like you know adopt a little bit more what other cultures do. I like I was so more optimistic about that a year ago. I have like no optimism that that people are going to do any of it. I think some people will adopt it, but I don't think there's going to be some cultural shift. And it turns no. out there will not be a, a cultural shift in our house because if the baby sneezes in your face, I don't need, I don't think the math, I would need a face shield and I don't know that I'm going to walk <laughs> around the, the house with the face shield. I think I'm just going to. I don't know. Andy Reid makes it work. He works <laughs> shit out of that thing. Yeah, but he does it on the, I'm talking about at home, like in my house, like I'm feeding my kids. And like you, are the and you are the sideline, you are the coach of Shay Klepek. <laughs> Walking around with your clipboard, calling the plays. See, I, this would be the, uh, I'll, I'm just going to start doing that. Like, I remember when COVID started and uh, or before it had started, started. This is like you know, mid-February. My wife goes on a trip and I am alone at home, pre-second child by myself, just reading too much. It's like, oh man, this COVID thing, this seems like this could be bad. I'm going to buy some gloves, you know, things like we're not supposed to be <laughs> touching things. And she she came home and was just like, what? What I tried to hide them at first. I was like, I think I'm just being paranoid. As I came home, finds these gloves. Like, what are you? Why do you? Why is there a stack of purple gloves in the? I was like, Shit! I was supposed to put those away. Those were just supposed <laughs> to be for me to make me feel better about that one in the morning Amazon purchase. Uh, <laughs> then obviously it was not as well. It was it was prescient in terms of where we were going, but sure. turns out that touching things was not the. The big thing. So anyway, yeah, all that ro- gro- all that grocery washing. Uh, oh my god! I just really I, just effort wasted. Oh, I you know putting your you, you know putting the boxes from FedEx and UPS out in the garage for two days to let them. I don't know. <laughs> I, I sure could have told you the, the terminology. You know, eighteen well, it was months just, ago, it would but, die. It would just die if it didn't. Yeah. get into another body. So it's like you just let it yeah. die out. It's, or out there, you wipe you know, everything with. Uh, Clorox wipes. I did that too. Yeah, I, well, I didn't do it to the fruit, but you know, no, I would, like I would the come b- plastic boxes and, specifically. Yes, like it would all s- the mac and cheese boxes yeah. individually, like wipe, 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 yep. wipe, 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 <laughs> everything in and out. Uh. It's like tra- kind of charming and quaint in retrospect, but like uh, like alarming to the degree of like busy work that you that you had to do because you were trying to. I mean, not die. That's like, you know, that's fair. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. not yeah. not beating myself up over with <laughs> washing the bananas in the sink. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's like. I think any fault in that really, again, resides with like the more we know, the more uh, 
it seems like it was clear fairly early on, like how this was actually spreading and <laughs> yes. like what was going on. And there was just kind of a slow recognition of what that was and like really slow dissemination of that. Info. Well, there was no. And, I, you know, I was like really I, I felt like I was very on top of that, mostly for like my friends and family where I like a lot of people were like coming to me like, you seem like you're reading a lot. What are we supposed to be doing? And so I was like, all right, I can adopt that role. That's fine. I'm reading over reading the news anyway. <laughs> but even I never like at some point was just like, can we are we going to stop washing things? I think I think we're going to stop. I think we're going to stop doing that. But there was no like <laughs> declaration that was like, hey, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I guess all it takes is like one person to get it. They're like, oh, we got to start washing things again. So they just never, we all just kind of quietly stopped doing that. Although, uh, I'm sure some, some people, people never started still- doing shit. <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. why the Delta variant is going to be with us for a while. Or so, some people discovered that- they, they loved scrubbing bananas. And actually, this is where I li- This is where I am now. Like, I love scrubbing my fruit. Uh, you know, I, power like, to I, you. I will say this. I am fully on like masks rule. Love yeah. them. Um, I didn't. I didn't get sick for a year, uh, and some of that was just the measures that were put in place were really good at like handling all kinds of contagions. Right. Um, I, uh, or right. or uh, I was listening to I was listening to uh, uh, Defectors uh, podcast, and I can't remember which of the co-hosts, <laughs> which is a very very good podcast. Highly highly recommend. It. Very entertaining. Very funny, and only really sports adjacent. Um, much like uh, Defector and uh, and. <laughs> they were, they had a discussion about that. And one of the topics that came up was, you know, you know, don't really need to wear it outside, especially, you know, if you got separation, not large groups. But if if you don't like talking to motherfuckers, you know, it's really useful to signify you don't want to have a social interaction. You just put that <laughs> put that mask on. And so if you just like want to signal, leave leave me alone. Uh, I don't want anything to do with you. Uh, no s- small chat for me. You just you just put that mask on and uh, walk by some people, which is like that's okay. I, I can be into that too. Yeah, I don't. I cooled a little bit on the defector when uh, Burns like shot his mouth off about the uh, like cyberpunk review situation. Mm-hmm. I know. And then when he fucked up bad enough, he went and hid I, behind look, his old pal yeah, from Kotaku. Bad. Oh, bad. I just need to be educated about how the video games work. Fuck I, off, you fucking hell. Yeah, sure, big back black mark, but you know, uh, I. I still like that podcast. Yeah, no, I just think if your like reputation is we're fearless and confrontational and you're a little <laughs> chicken shit, then uh, maybe you're not who you think you are. Um, but that's just kind of my view. Damn. Um, <laughs> Get wow. All right. <laughs> Woo. Spicy. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I'm all I'm heated. I'm heated. <laughs> that's what um, we're always saying about Rob. Because. I had to confront my cabling situation yesterday, and I do not like it. I was getting ready for that capture card, doing the Uh Resident Evil stream later today. And it dawned on me, like, all the outlets in my house are perfectly positioned to be really inconvenient for where all the entertainment stuff actually has to go. And so to move anything, you're like, ooh, that's a lot of tension, I feel, on this piece of, like, video game hardware. Um, (laughs) And so I, like... I hadn't really looked at this in a while and I sort of like tipped my head back into the hellmouth. I looked I looked behind the console and I was like, "Oh my god, there's like a ton of equipment that has just got like completely rigid straight like power cables and HDMI cables uh sticking out of it." And it 
I am, this is how I am wired. I'm like, there's only one thing to do mm. here. Oh, God. I need to rewire my living room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I need to run new speaker cable. Right. You also, you also own your space now. In theory, you could hire a contractor to come out and do some, do some, do some wall wiring, right? Like get that, move that stuff out of the, of the picture. Oh, it'd be so, yeah. But then I have to move the big TV, which I don't want to move the giant speakers, which are pain in the ass. Like yeah, it would I, be it, hard. I, I, have, I have not, I have not gone down that route yet either, but I have frequently thought about it that like, oh, the solution to a lot of my issues is like, if I could just like put this behind my nightmares. What happens when Wait. wall wiring develops a short? Uh, and that, that's out. probably really rational because that same risk exists with all wiring in your house. Right. Also, and yeah, house fires happen that way. But speaker cable is not really that risk. But I'm for some reason I'm not scared of like, I mean, like electrical fire. I'm like, I don't got to worry about that. But the thought of like, is that speaker crackling? Like, <laughs> I would, that would just ruin my life. And don't in general shorts happen when like a cable has like physical like kinks in it right like so yeah. like, partially it's protected from that by being behind a wall oh like, yeah. yeah so if anything your fears are lesser where they I know. cannot be inter- <laughs> <laughs> unless there's a mouse back look, there look i don't even own the apartment i'm in I mean, i'm running shit through the walls in here i'll oh, spackle that hole landlords later it's don't fine. listen to this pod <laughs> fuck a landlord my landlord's actually kind of nice uh but the, the landlord's coming in and just <laughs> smashing hammers into the wall. Here's a hole for you, Kato. Run your wires through here. That's uh, how I run my Ethernet. My Ethernet, my modem situation is very funny because the modem sits literally next to my PC here at my desk. But the router has to go where the TV is because that's where all the consoles are. Mm. Okay. Um. So there's a yeah. there's a there's a coax cable going there that's like you know fifty feet. And then I want to be have Wait, does, wired. Do you have to run a cable back to your PC? Yeah, yeah. So that's a yeah. <laughs> and so there's a second cable running that exact same line in the opposite direction. That's an Ethernet cable for my PC, so that I have the wired connection for my PC gaming. Um, but it goes through a wall, so it's hidden. Yeah, I just I, I just have a long uh, Ethernet cable that runs to you know like an Ethernet box that splits to my consoles, and I just it's my office. It doesn't yeah. need to be. It doesn't need to be pretty. No one comes down here, <laughs> but me. I mean, I I, I do uh, have it tidier, but I I I, it, I do look at it constantly. And go well. Mm-hmm. That's good. I enough. wish that was somewhere else, but it's good enough. No one. No one's gonna complain. No one's gonna notice it, but me. Right. And so that's just that's just my mess to deal with. The, the, the other the problem rooms with, of the house, I worry more about. The problem with the small apartment is, my wife sees everything. Right. Nothing can be right. untidy. Right. <laughs> Even if I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if there was a cable coming down on the floor over here. It cannot be that way. I must fix it. And so I do. Yeah. It's better. It's honestly better that way anyways. I'm not tripping over it or accidentally stepping on it or putting something heavy on it and creating a short. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I think I just sort of realized yesterday that I'm going to have to figure out sort of the ultimate layout for mm. the oh whole God. area where it's like right. Patrick you got to think about these things too we're going to be doing I know streaming. but just when you when you do these things I mean I'm excited to go on this half year journey <laughs> with you to to get a cable update with Rob I just when you small projects for you turn into big projects when not now when you're saying the ultimate vision 
of the cables in my house. I <laughs> yeah, because because here's the thing. Welcome I was realizing I might not even talk. We're, might as well uh, not even gonna... start until I know where is the NOS going to live? Oh, my God. Dude, How you, is the NOS you, going to finish interact- that project? Pardon? Have you even finished that project? No, because I haven't figured out like what I wanted. <laughs> I think I usually you, you <laughs> keep uh, you keep it in the center console so that you run the NOS fuel towards mm. the engine like more cleanly. <laughs> yes. Uh, see, this is yeah. I, I need to make my living room go fast. So you can't. So what you're saying is you have just taken on a, a second, more Im- arguably more ambitious project that involves yeah. Uh, yeah. aesthetic. Uh, decisions your your partner would have to be involved in, and you haven't finished the previous project that evolved past the. Okay, no. See, this is why it's good that I didn't do that. Because right. think about yeah, it. No, that, think yeah, about it was all part oh, of the, plan. the pro- procrastination into the NOS. <laughs> yeah, no, I the love NOS that. is going to have like tons of storage, right? Oh, I bet. Sure. And then obviously it's going to be running um, like it's going to be serving up music and video and such. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really nice. Uh, the question is, like, do I leave it at Plex or going to rate? I don't that know. Mouse? Like Rune's pretty cool, y'all. I don't know if you've you've used Rune for music no. library management, but I'm it's not. super cool. Okay. Um, but then like, Kato, do I need a capture PC? Do you do you? Yes. No. For do like I? Yes. The world of streaming <laughs> that we're entering. Look, yes, in in theory, you should. Like if but I don't know, but no. You're not hosting them mo- more often than not. True, yeah, we're moving right? to a world where Kato is is the host and so And so that becomes the streaming PC in and of itself. But yeah. technically, yes, you should have a separate box that encodes and a separate box that plays the game. Um, well, and we have days like today where, like, you might be busy and right. not able to host the stream. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to try to so avoid that, that point, in general, but yes. I mean, that is that is like when I uh, like I, I've been procrastinating and uh, the like high price of GPUs has aided in my procrastination of like <laughs> thinking about a new PC. But that's probably what my old PC will become is like I, I could probably take those parts and turn that into uh, a capture box and and you know just start from scratch on whatever my gaming PC is. Although I was telling Emmanuel about this and uh, he was like, "Dude, you should just take whatever card you have and just sell it." I was like, "I can't do that because then the PC doesn't work anymore." So <laughs> like both pieces would have to happen in tandem. But Dude, like, you can't listen to my, my ten, no show. my ten eighty can go for like four or five hundred dollars right now. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Now here's what you do. Oh, that's going here's straight into a crypto rig. I don't give. That's not my. I, that, that is. That it's, is. It's I, all of our eBay, problems. I can't. Pat. I can't Look. do a ethically responsible eBay sale. Like, tell me this isn't going to crypto. Like, You're a gamer, I, you know, right? I love the game. Yeah, you just so, gotta like make sure. Like, tell me. What, tell me what you're gonna play on this. Look, you just gotta. You gotta do it backwards, right? You put the new card on a credit card, just as you mm-hmm. start an eBay auction. Yeah. So that you can get that money in and pay off the credit, like bits of it with the with that money, right? That's part of the idea is helping it pay forward to the new thing. Yep. So you can finish yeah. that within a month, right? Before the interest accrues. <laughs> See, Kato, this is a great idea. See, I do this too. Um, I just put like my year spending on the credit card uh, <laughs> early 
and then I just uh, wait for my salary to come in at regular intervals and uh, slowly pay that down. Um, super efficient. I, don't, I, uh, I, I think I, I was there, saying there the must, opposite. There must be there must be someone who lives this life because they just spend seventy five thousand dollars on in January <sighs> and then just slowly pay down that God. that debt. I got time for this project right now. Like, so I'm just going to, you know what? Who am I to, to, to check up on my need for a streaming box? Does the streaming box like, uh, should I be saving video straight to the storage on the NAS? These are all great questions. Um, and then like, how do I create the least hassle for running a capture card? Like, I don't want to be switching out HDMIs all the time. Right. I don't want to be living that life. That's why there's a pass get us, get us yeah. Or, yeah. You, but you there's can so get many different machines that have to go into the capture card at various times, right? Right. right. But you that's, can get an HDMI switcher that goes through the yes. pass-through. Oh, that's right. And I, I might need one of those for other reasons, too. Hmm. So I've heard. What does that mean? HDMI switchers. Um, I don't know. There's just some stuff with, like, HDCP. Uh, uh, that makes some use cases trickier uh, than they right. used to be. Well, yeah, and you can you, if you if you use one of your like your PS5 as a media box, and then you have to have HTCP turned on to use Netflix right. or whatever. You can. And get I had turned it off yesterday to set up for Resident Evil because right. it was like we're right. just not going to let you get that. And I was like, this. Oh, is, I, lo- I love. Don't, I, I believe uh, it's. I think it's on Jeff Grubb's uh, pin tweet. I think what he has is a splitter. Yes. That says like, please do not use this to circumvent HDCP. Yep. Which is just, it's like, yeah. It's what do you think people buy this for? That is the point. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I like. I think um, you know when you when you check in with me this fall, oh. I think you're going to be really thrilled with the improvements I've made to my setup. Yeah, we're, you know what, uh, this fall, we're not going to do like another live in-person stream with like a better studio setup and new equipment and, <laughs> and all that. We're going to fly to Rob's, um, put a, you, put a I'm Logitech webcam on the- meetings for nothing? Yeah, we're just going to, a lot, all we need is this, I'm going to take this Logitech webcam I got, uh, plug it in to a laptop and oh, I've got one of those gonna, too, I can bring that, I can bring mine. Great, we'll we can do like shots. a Brig Brother, yeah. Brother situation where we got all these like corner <laughs> right. shots in the, in, the, in, the, in the room. Yeah. And and nothing's close. We'll, we'll just comment on Rob working through his cables. He can talk to us in another room, um, but he's going to have to work it out himself. Um, this is like, uh, you know, uh, what was that game we played? Uh, the uh, unpacking. Un- unpacking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. Unca- like, give me unpacking, but like cable management, please. Oh my oh. god, that sounds great! <laughs> what a great game! I think yeah. the problem, the trick would be like convincing cable management, like simulation, because they all have their own different. Like some HDMI's are really stiff and not very flexible. Some, yeah. like have that braided cable. There's lots of nuances. I could see. Uh, I don't know that you could uh, do it in the same way that Unpacking does, like a like isometric 2D pixel thing. There'd be too much sort of like nuance, and but I could see a VR game. Where you are like bending and like putting the cable, like I, I, I could, I could see, oh I could see one of those being, uh, uh, very, very. There's like a, you know, P, the the PC building simulator is like an extremely popular sim game on on Steam. So give me my VR cable management uh, sim, please. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So, no, the switcher. Yeah, I should, I'm gonna need one anyway uh, for various purposes. So yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the Rob, the Rob purchasing broad mandate 
for all things <laughs> in his life. Well, I'm going to need that for various purposes. And I think he like puts that in the notes, like on, on like the, the purchase, like what, you know, have any customer feedback? Well, I'm going to need this for various, various purposes. Uh, <laughs> you talk to your tax person. Why'd you get this for? Well, that's true. Very like VP. I would see this is why like, I couldn't be invited to be part of the heist crew because any <laughs> like I would get busted the minute I had to buy something that was like dual use <laughs> where like at the start of heat Val Kilmer has to buy the explosives they're going to use to blow open the uh, Brinks truck and I would just get caught. I would like, hey, uh, why, why do you need these? Uh, why do you need these charges? And I would be like, um, just various non-construction related uh, purposes. And they're like, well, that is... These are only for construction, so you're probably describing crime, and that would be yeah. the end of the movie. Well, this this is uh, you know, as, uh, you know that, that that movie Werewolves Within came out last week, which uh, I mentioned on our E3 uh, streams that people oh, we should, should go do a, see. Be good to watch about that. Uh, it's it's a it's oh a very god. good. Oh gosh, sh- shut the fuck up, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> seven seven podcasts and a movie uh, on demand. It's not it's not streaming. You got to pay a couple bucks for it, but it's it's it's. I didn't pay a couple bucks. I watched a screener, but it's well worth it anyway. The, when I had a conversation with a screenwriter, there's a piece up on the website uh, based on the interview, but I, I had asked the person, uh, the screenwriter, uh, uh, Mishnah Wolf, I believe, uh, if they're a good liar, and they said no. And what that reminded me of is like the handful of times that I've played werewolf with like a group of friends, and usually then my wife is there. Uh, she's a terrible liar. Can't do it. Just not in <laughs> her blood. Incapable of lying. And so... My first move is always, always to just turn to her at the first moment I have in one of those games. Like, are you the werewolf? And just can like, suss it out immediately. It's like, all right, okay, okay. You're clearly not. All right, you're off the board. Because um, there's just no, her eyes betray her immediately. Just uh, just <clears throat> deeply incapable of, uh, which is a good thing. That is a, that is a, w- a wonderful aspect. I, I, I love her for it, but also... It, you know, it's not a particularly useful trait uh, in a in a social deduction. <laughs> game. Okay, so this is a thing. So when y'all come to my place for uh, Cable Mania twenty twenty one, Cable Palooza, um, please, Kato, you can just take a train to my place. Yeah, that's easy. Um, I me and Austin the can just hop on the Amtrak. The whatever ACL ACLA a- a- Acela. Acela? <laughs> the, yeah, the ACLA, the classic. <laughs> And yeah, the like, ACLA has filed a suit against. Uh, <laughs> we, I think we would all really get a kick out of playing Sheriff of Nottingham, uh, which is a bluffing game. Uh, oh, God. I am preternaturally terrible at. Oh. Um, it turns <laughs> out all you Wait, have to do. Wait, this one specifically or just social deduction games in general you're not good at? Uh, <laughs> I tend to not have a very good run when I'm the, like. Remember how when we were playing we were Among, pretty Us, bad at Among Us, when Ben <laughs> showed up, <laughs> yeah. I just got fucking rolled? Yeah. That's a pretty representative experience of me playing <laughs> Trader Games. All right. Uh, this is this is us oh. taking a note for the next in-person stream. Yeah. Some sort of social Some deduction sort of, game yeah. will yep. occur. <laughs> Gotta do it now. Yeah. Like, all it takes is, like, somebody, like, sort of raises their eyebrow at me, <laughs> and I just fucking, like, crack. Like, yeah, I okay, just... yeah. You and Katie are exactly like, exactly like. That is, that is very good. Oh, uh, 
But wait, what is uh, what is the, the premise of that one? What is the, the is it the same setup? Like you're assigned roles, trying to figure out. Who's no, the, so Sheriff of Nottingham is not really. It's 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 bluffing. It's not like a traitor thing. So okay, the the idea is uh, as you go around, you have um, one person is the sheriff, and all the other players are trying to. Basically, it's like a tariff dodging game. Mm. Uh, the idea is players take turns being the sheriff. The sheriff uh, can do spot checks of every other player is a merchant. So the sheriff, whoever is the sheriff, can do a spot check of the of their cargo. And if their cargo is all legitimate, uh, the sheriff basically gets penalized for having done the inspection <laughs> uh, because, like, okay, that was that was not a valid search. So the like you have ways to screw the sheriff. Like if you have a completely legit cargo. But you trick the sheriff into thinking you're carrying something. The sheriff will end up paying you a fee uh, because they did an illegal search. Uh, But what everyone is really trying to do is get valuable like contraband past the sheriff in their cargo and convince the sheriff that it's not worth doing the inspection. Uh, And so like the sheriff has an idea of. I think the sheriff like has an idea of how much stuff is being like shipped by the various players, but they don't know what's in it. And so it just turns into, Oh, and this is the key part. You can bribe the sheriff. So part of the game is you like, say, I will give you this amount of money. uh, If you just don't inspect my cargo. And so the sheriff can be like, that's a lot of money. There must be a lot of like even more value in the goods that you're, you're smuggling through. And whoever basically has the most money at the end, whoever's passed the most goods through uh, wins. But so every turn, somebody is doing the job of like trying to figure out who's bluffing. And then all the other players are doing various forms of bluffs or double bluffs. Hmm. And so it's just nothing but that, like who's up to something like the whole hmm. game is distilled down to that every turn. Um, and it's real good. Like it requires very little brain power. Uh, it is a perfect like late in the evening type of board game because um, nice. really you're just doing simple math and then basically bullshitting. That's you should, good. You should, right. We should play that on stream yeah. someday. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 real good. I think I think we would I think we would do well with it. Um, but hey. There's other games that people can what? play. Uh, I'm sure. Kato, I thought they stopped been... releasing those. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the good thing they did, basically. <laughs> like, the, it's been it's been quiet lately. Uh, Kato, yo, you've been back to Final Fantasy. Yeah. Final finally, Fantasy Seven. Finally getting around to integrate. Yeah, because oh, that came yeah. out right, basically right around E3, right? Like, or like right after. Right for some, after. I don't know how I didn't play it um, because <laughs> yeah. I adored the remake. Um, and, and this is Final Fantasy VII Remake Plus. Yeah, well, it's got some, it's got a DLC. It's got a, it's bringing back my girl. Yeah, it's Yuffie, the new, right? new, new, uh, yes, this is the first instance of Yuffie in uh, the remake verse, which is, uh, I don't. I don't know. I I want I I soft pitched playing Dirge of Service earlier because uh-huh. part of the weirdness of Final Fantasy VII is all the like spin off games that came out as part of the compilation after the fact. I well, just Dirge of Service being a a spin off for a character you can miss 
Right. In the main, like, it's right. not. <laughs> Although, it's not, to be clear, Vincent is, and his storyline and shit that you can find in the game should not be missable. They're, well, in if, the, I, if I remember correctly, uh, that uh, part of the reason Yuffie and Vincent like, are kind of awkwardly crammed into the game is because they were supposed to be cut content. And then, uh, like, there was a last minute sort of... Uh, like they were kind of crammed in at the last second, yeah. which is why they're sort of awkward and weird and off to the side. But yeah, like that is yeah, especially wild. Vincent. Yeah, you can, it's hard to imagine that story without that character. Plus, like, dude's a fucking cool ass vampire. Yes, so, come on. All yeah. After I I recently finished a playthrough of that Steam version of the original with the bad translation, but otherwise it was great. Oh, you're done. You finished that. I, yeah, I, I finally finished Final Fantasy VII uh, the, <laughs> the, for, for the first time. Um, and it, is, it was, you know, my chat was telling me, because I, I was streaming it, uh, how it, yeah, how, like, I saw all of the Vincent stuff because they told me, hey, go over to this random corner to find right. uh, this extra story bit. I'm like, how is none of, how is this not critical path? This seems really important to the understanding of these characters. Um, I mean, it was it was also that be- like games like that ca- game came out in an era where you were like frequently like buying game guides with it, right. so you could do all the thing. Like, it right. was, so I'm pretty sure that I played that game with the game guide, so just because like, all right, I'm in this area, I want to make sure I do everything. I mean, like it was it was early internet, you know, like AOL. I was on AOL at that point, but it was you know <laughs> that was dial up, you know, yeah. like you know you were you're paying for things. Like it was a different time, so I. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had like those big RPGs. I was buying the strategy guys with them. And so then, Ugh. or like EGM, like, you know, a big part of it's weird, like how helpful circle media comes is like the way those magazines stayed bulky was often to put in strategy guides and maps. Right. You know, that was like half the reason to subscribe to Nintendo <laughs> power was, yo, here's the map to super Metroid or whatever. So you can like see, see how the whole thing looks. And I'm pretty sure I played games like FF seven that way. I, we, well, and not that I ever even got it as a kid, but um, I never got strategy guides because I could barely convince my parents to get the game in the first place, which is already you know yeah, that's a fair. sixty dollar drop or whatever. Well, some, it was. sometimes when I'd go back to play play them later, I would you could find some of them at the library. So oh, it would damn. be like I would I would whatever strategy guide I could find at the library would then determine the game that I went to the family video. To then find it was like oh okay like Breath of Fire a strategy guide haven't played Breath of Fire like see if I can go find that at the <laughs> at the family video nice um, in an era where I was like getting like really into to JRPGs um but anyway, all that is to say that even within the game the original game itself there's like expansion of kind of the the backstory of the core characters kind of hidden and then they did all these spinoff games for like you know portable consoles mobile that denver came out in the west uh things like that where the lore of that game has ballooned way beyond uh just what was in the original so well and 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 i i things like crisis core based on where it seems like the remake is going are now mythologically critical right potentially yes and and in fact i've i've seen it argued that advent children the shitty movie yeah is also yes mythological well you know you can play the games you'll probably be fine but like if you want like right. a broader understanding of like what's going on that nomura was laying the groundwork for this 
like a long time ago. Yep. Maybe didn't know it would turn out this way, but you know, you know, yeah. Advent children will end up being, you know, no longer will people to say, well, just that's like a non-canon sequel CGI movie. Uh, Well, actually maybe, maybe (laughs) that is, well, yeah, with everything Nomura is canon. Like there is no non-canon to, to him, (laughs) but, uh, but I just mean like, if you, if you want to have a better understanding of what's going on in the remake at some point, at some point, I guess what I'm saying is we will probably do a Be Good and Rewatch It where we watch Final Fantasy VII yes. Advent Children. And I'm just putting that out oh, into the world so fuck. I can be so I can be held accountable to a certain standard of I'm bullshit, ready. which is that uh, we're going to watch Advent, Advent Children. You didn't play the remake, Rob. You're good. You don't like you don't have to do this. <laughs> Maybe although you forcing should, although forcing you to out of context watch Advent Children. I mean, you have said, like, hey, if we're going to do this, we should all be part of the content. And so I just feel like leaving Rob out just because he hasn't played Final Fantasy VII would be just inappropriate. That's Wait, not what the I accept the opposite. For. No, I know. Uh, there's no record of that. No record of that. Uh, you approve it. Uh, wow. I think Kato's on my side here because if he's on my side, it means Rob watches Final Fantasy VII yeah, Advent Children. Absolutely. Uh, I would love so, that. Okay, anyway, so you're you're you're... you're <laughs> You're in, you're into integrate. I'm, in, I'm into integrate, right? which is past. So like Final Fantasy's uh, seven remake only covers the section of Midgar, which is a section that I had played multiple times as a kid because that's where then there was a scratch in my disc, so I just replayed that area and then recently replayed it when I started this full playthrough. So like I knew that pretty well, and I could see where the divergences were, like. Even though I had, when I played Remake, I hadn't finished it, so I didn't know what was pointing to new things versus pointing to things we already knew. Um, now that I've played 7, um, I was like excited to see, okay, I liked Yuffie in 7, even though people didn't, apparently, people find her annoying. Ah, whatever, she's a kid. I think it's a well, it's a, a good representation of an uh, overzealous kid trying to do something important. Um, yeah, I can't remember my opinion of the characterization of Yuffie in the original. I just remember right. like the character design being very strict. Yes. Like her weapon is cool as shit. Yeah, um, she's got a big ass shirt. And, and Vincent because... is a vampire. Like I don't remember anything about <laughs> his importance to the story, how it ties in. I just oh remember, my god, oh, that's kind. Of, that's uh, well, that's the fun part is because yeah. then that that's that's what makes playing the remake. Like I don't want to like reread all of that stuff, and I I think that the remake is in some ways relying on. Uh, you know, you having a fuzzy memory of of how things pl- played like out. I'm sure you can appreciate it on both levels. Yeah, but. no, I think it definitely is because also, like, it is technically officially part of the compilation. Right. Which is meant to be, you know, taken all together instead of, like, this isn't, like... Like, when Nomura says it's part of the compilation, it means it's, like... If you've played the compilation, you will notice things, right? If you played right, those right. other games and the mobile games, and there's a book in there somewhere, right? A light novel or sure. something. <laughs> Why not? There's probably a stage show that I haven't seen. Um, but anyways, this one. So this one, this part of uh, the remake stars Yuffie and introduces her, um, her new like um, power ninjutsu. Uh, so she starts like her weapon is this big shuriken that she throws just like in the original. Um, but you can kind of throw it and let it kind of stay on and do damage over time to an enemy. And then your attack button becomes uh, elemental uh, magic attacks, which is neat. Um, 
it's a good way to like uh let her have elemental attacks without having to stick to specific materia uh, materia because the 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 way they set it up like you have kind of a random smattering of material that she just has on her instead of having to collect mm-hmm. it like the way you did in the deal in the re- regular game um but the the like the way they've set up her combat is really fun it's got a good like oh i can uh you know kind of spread my 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 focus across multiple uh, enemies by leaving the shuriken to like spin on someone else and like kind of semi stun lock them while i stagger another one with elemental attacks depending on what the elemental weakness is like they kind of you know that sounds awesome it's really fun yeah it's a really well, i've seen i've seen some clips that are just like well yuffie's op they're probably gonna nerf her in the actual <laughs> game uh right because yes. it was just like you she rolled up on like three enemies and was just like uh yeah well, that's that fight seems to be over right because um, instead but of that's that's fun for for most of the for most of the remake you you have three characters and the battles are um around that and instead of like shifting the amount of enemies or like the toughness of enemies down to be like you only have one character to now deal with it they've kind of expanded her in a way that she can deal with multiple targets and also you have um you do have one side character that you don't directly control but can give atb context to and i've forgotten his name because really what i did when i played this game was not play through the main story too far play through the main story until i unlocked the the, the new mini game fort condor um okay i'm looking it's a tower defense thing right <laughs> yeah i guess you could call it it's more like um i think it's like Clash, one of the Clash Royale, I don't even know which one of those, but people have mentioned that it's similar to that, where it's like, uh, in the original uh, game, this was like a really bad RTS that I loved, just because of how weird and shoehorned it was, but uh, that location ends up being kind of very important for the story, and I ended up like really enjoying uh, the, the act of this very, like... They had a speed limit. They had a speed um like bar in the original. We could turn the speed up in order to get the enemies to kind of come at you a little faster. And it was still like ten times too slow. Like you were waiting like five minutes for anything to even reach your your front line. Um, uh, but this one is like so. It's set up in 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 game as in in uh in universe as like a little board game that people are really. Into. Oh, you have fucking cards. Of course, you're playing this shit. They're cards. They're like enemy people, um, units that you deploy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> this this like write up I'm reading about it is like using words like deck. Sure. Yeah. Um. Essentially, what, it, what the board is set up is that each side has three towers. Uh, they're they're all birds, hence the Fort Condor uh mm. connection. Um, and there's um, essentially that kind of two little there's like a a, 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 like a mountain range basically or like garbage in the middle that uh blocks uh your unit's paths but there's two like little holes so like those are the two paths that you can uh kind of attack the enemy at and basically you can deploy units at that line until one of your units passes it and then like your furthest unit up is where you can start deploying stuff um but the way you deploy things is that each each uh, unit type has an ATB cost. Um, and each, um, you have 
yeah, I guess you could call it a deck, but you have they call them <laughs> boards in the in the game. Uh-huh. And that lets you kind of fill in how many units and what type of units you want to take. There's a very simple like um damage triangle of like defense type beats attack type attack type beats technical type technical type beats defense type um sure and then there's also whether or not something is flying and whether or not something can hit flying things uh so like at first pretty simple everything's on the ground you only really have to worry about the color of uh of the of the attacker and defender, like which one, which type, make sure you match the right types and you're good. And then it starts to kind of escalate by adding like, okay, now there's flying characters and only, you only have one unlocked, uh, flying attacker that can, that can block them. So you have to make sure that that's ready. So part of the the thing is that you only have access to five, uh, five, I believe of whatever units you've decided to kind of bring with you. Um, and so until you use one of those, the next one in the, like the list kind of pops up. It's like this like little list on the left side of the screen. So like if I, if I drop a helicopter that goes down to the bottom of the list and I can't drop another helicopter until I've kind of like moved it back into my like hand, I guess that's what they, I guess it's kind of a hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, kind of, just have to embrace who you are. It's like, I'm not, it's, there's nothing shameful. I just, as soon as I was trying to figure out what this was and you kind of described it as a strategy game and I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm like reading, yeah, you know, I was right up and it's like, everything just sounds like this is like a, like, it's not quite a yeah, deck I guess builder because it's a mini game, but right. it's playing in the same universe. Right. Yeah. No, I guess that's kind of the easy way to describe it though, is that. You have a hand of the units you can play. When you play one, that goes into back into your deck, and then Kato, you, is this you a deck draw builder? a new Ten one. Ten minutes of explanation. You know what? I guess it's kind of a deck builder. You know, that's like a really succinct way to describe it. Well, they're not they're not cards, and you don't like draw a whole hand. And the the way the energy works is actually uh, a little different. It's all it's all real time. Basically, once you drop a unit, it starts moving forward, and it will attack kind of the first thing it runs into. Um, okay. And each, uh, each, I guess, deck type has a different speed that it builds the ATB bar at. And so right. um, sometimes you, depending on what your enemy is running, it shows you what deck, what board they're running. And mm. See, now you're, now you're like running into your own <laughs> terms to try it. and justify your, your prior narrative oh. of, of, of what this is. Like, no, I, Ricardo Contreras, <laughs> am not obsessed with yet another deck building game and I should just be honest about my passions in life. No, I am playing this strategy game it's a, where it's a I have simple units. strategy game with the, <laughs> I uh, um well I'm sure in a lot of ways like deck builders have a lot in common yes. with strategy games. So yeah, you can you yeah. can abstract the terms in, in, in different ways. So I mean I I see I get it. But yeah um it's it's fun. You unlock uh you get coins that you go to this uh, happy turtle salesman uh, to buy more pieces for your boards. Was that formally their name, Happy Turtle Salesman? Or you, this yeah, is your no, that's, that is he has like <laughs> a good. turtle shell. No, that makes on. sense. Yep, <laughs> um, he's from Wu Tai. If you remember in the original, there's that Happy Turtle like bar in Wu Tai. Right, 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 right. Uh, that's so that's fun. Um and yeah, it's it's an escalating kind of like gauntlet of uh all the 
a bunch of like a couple of random people, but a bunch of Avalanche is just hanging out. This is like takes place in a moment where Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa are off, but the other like Jesse and Wedge just coincidentally the are main characters are away, and and um, they uh the the ones who are sticking back really love this game and are like happy to play a game with you. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it's a classic Final yeah, Fantasy. Like yeah. we've built a mini game for uh, our game. Do you want to play it with all the different characters in in our game? Which I have like I never really engage because they're often card games, and like card games don't do a lot for me. <laughs> I like got, I got like slightly into Blitzball. Yeah, in Final Fantasy Ten. Blitzball that was like like a strategy sports game. Yeah, it was, like a really love that like, unique okay uh, setup. Yeah, you don't kill me on Blitzball though. Huh. All right, please, Rob. Remember how they introduce it to you? Is you got to win the big Blitzball tournament, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, what the Titus, whatever the fuck his name is, Titus. Titus. I think. Yeah. Why do people call it Titus? I was taught like some. I remember somebody Maybe. was like very officiously telling me it's Titus. Maybe it and is. I'm like that sounds, in that sounds awful. Japanese pronunciation of that, but people I always hear refer to Titus. In well, Titus does, America. So. We yeah. we call him Titus. Uh, <laughs> we call him Titus. Titus. <laughs> Either way, the point is, it's like, oh, he's a Blitzball star in his own timeline. He's just the yep. best. He's the best Blitzball player ever. And then you play a fucking regional, a regional match mm-hmm. in when when you're when you're hanging out with your crew and you just eat shit. Like you <laughs> like that game is so hard. And like the other team. Is the goalie's lights out? Your guys are just like can't maintain possession at all, and like I tried so hard to win that tournament, and I was like, I hate this. Like this guy sucks at Blitzball. <laughs> and Rob never played a Final Fantasy again. Uh, <laughs> Damn, uh, Titus. The voice I don't acting. Remember. So also coming off the greatness that was Final Fantasy Nine. The descent into ten, I think, just just killed me. Descent. Yeah, nine. nine I, 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 res- I respect. <laughs> I respect nine, but it did nothing for me. Um, wow. Ten was ten was the one. I, I I understand why people liked it. It's fine. Yeah. Like it was it was pretty, but like ten was like way more was way more my my jam. Um, but ten, I think, was my first Final Fantasy game that I actually like. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we've mentioned. Through. Yeah, sweet, really very very good combat <laughs> system yeah. in yes. ten. I, Enjoyed that a lot. Um, um, anyway, integrate. All right. Well, so you, you, you haven't Fort gotten Condor. any. You haven't gotten any to any of the cool story shit. In, <laughs> no, uh, no. Not really. Playing Final Fantasy VII remake, so he can. Yep, play that makes sense. A like, adaptation hold... of mobile game conventions. Yeah. yeah you hold up a card in front of Kato. <laughs> it's like a shiny little object. And it's like, look, three, I did it though. I'm later. done. I'm done with Fort Condor. I beat Chadley, motherfucker. Toughest ass boss. There's in the someone game. named Is Chadley. This... Yes, there's someone you named know Chadley. What? I don't need to know. <laughs> Final uh, Fantasy remakes Chadley. See, this will irritate me because I I did everything in the remake, like all the quests. Yeah. Like did the uh, annoying. Uh, well, no, I actually I, I kind of not quite liked, but I was fine with the like rhythm game gym. Uh, <laughs> like quest was probably like the most annoying one to do, sure. but I have. Uh, like well, you and I like both like rhythm games. Like I have a natural inclination yeah. towards those. So like it, I actually found like that setup to be like kind of fun and, and entertaining. Yeah. But the problem is I 
don't like mini mini game strategy or card games so i'm gonna have to just suck it up and realize i will whenever i get around to integrate like probably around the time that they announce the you know whatever the part two is and in the remake and I'll, i'll finally get around to that then uh i'm just gonna have to let that one go because historically i've just bounced all those off those in the past so so sorry chadley you get to remain uh avalanche champion yeah All right. Uh, I'm and on really that curious. note, congrats to Chadley, but we should probably oh. take a break. Yeah. What, what, he, what, you have one last thing? No, Chad? I was just, because of the position of Fort Condor in the original game, I'm really curious whether or not it exists as a real thing, or if people have made this board game out of a kind of really fraught situation. Um, because, like, in the original, uh, they are this, like, town that is being constantly besieged by Shinra, because the giant condor that lives on top of their fort has an egg that has a materia in it. And so oh. the whole like thing it's is kind of... It's a very literal fort condor. Yeah. No, literally a giant bird. Uh, sure. But... Why not? Have they... Has has someone seen this conflict and been like, you know what? That'd be a great board game <laughs> in this universe. Like, I'm really curious These people what they being do. oppressed by Shinra <laughs> yeah. seems like it sets up some cool strategy dynamics for <laughs> yeah. a 1v1... Strategy game. Uh, and like all the all the units you place down are Shinra units. Like they're all like the enemies that you fought in during remake and stuff. It's it's yeah, it's good, it's fun. Everyone's <laughs> mad I was attacked by a bird this morning. What? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. Uh, So it was, I was going for, I was dropping Mina off at school Uh and on my way back, I walk by this tree and you could hear like baby birds like screeching inside of it. And there was a cat bird up on one of the branches, just sort of like keeping lookout and very easy to see, like on a lower branch, there were a bunch of baby birds uh, like peeking out of their nest screeching. And I just sort of looked at them and I sort of pointed them out to uh, M. Can. I was like, look, baby birds. And then we kept walking. We didn't hesitate. Like, we just kept moving. And as we're walking away, the mama bird swooped out of the tree, smacked me in the back of the head, and, Whoa. like, went back on her branch. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> what, what, lesson, what lesson did you learn, Rob? Uh, I, I think the issue was I... Uh, I probably shouldn't have even acknowledged that I like I should not have shown any sign that I saw the baby birds. I should have just right. like noticed them out of the corner of my eye and not looked at them and not pointed at them. Uh, <laughs> but the minute like I sort of like looked, it was the pointing. 
Yeah, it was like, no, 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 no. That's aggressive. You stay away. <laughs> and then it turns out that that bird has been menacing people all morning on that. Like we, we, oh, we warned someone else, and they're like, yeah, she she buzzed me uh, earlier this morning. Uh, so, wow. you know, I hope. I hope she's safe in that nest is yeah. is is my hope. Um, it's creating some, you know, you took it in stride. Seems like the other people have. All, all it takes is one person to not take it in stride. Ugh. Yeah, just, well, and the, I hope this bird is not creating antagonists. Yeah, so that's like the minute somebody's like, there's a bird attacking people and calls animal control. <laughs> we got a whole huge issue. Um, even though the animal control person here is actually pretty cool um, and actually runs a lot of pet sanctuaries. So yeah. that's kind of a weird uh, it's it's good. Like it's the one case where like the local animal control person is probably the person you want doing the animal control. Right. Because um, like their side jobs are like running various sorts of rescues and menageries uh, for for animals. So uh, but yeah. Um, Anyway, that was my Fort Condor uh, experience. <laughs> Fort Condor IRL. Um, uh, if only I guess that, I was Shinra in that. Yeah, I was going to say. If, yeah. If only the Fort Condor Condor could protect itself. I mean, it's huge. I feel like it should be able to swoop down on some uh, some Shinra employees pretty easily. So, I don't know. Yeah. See, I don't know. It feels like... Um, it feels like if people really wanted to stop Shinra, they could have. Like, could have just turned the giant bird loose. Okay. All right. <sighs> or is that unfair? I, mm, just going to let it. I was just going to let it go. You, I mean, you, I guess you, Shinra does go. have Sephiroth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, do yeah. they? <laughs> do well, it depends they? on which game we're talking about, I guess. Yes. <laughs> hmm. We'll just have to watch Advent Children to right, really right. unpack this that will, one. Yeah. Figure it out. We'll figure that out. <laughs> well, that's just about like CG motorcycle gangs and, and orphanages, right? Yeah. No, you okay. nailed it. Actually, I yeah, don't even need to do the podcast. <laughs> just, uh, kind of, if you could just uh, take out that excerpt, uh, upload <laughs> upload that as the Final Fantasy Seven Advent Children. Be good to watch it. Why is it three and a half seconds long? That must, oh, kind of must have uploaded an error. That would actually be... Uh. That'd be a good bit. That'd, that'd be very funny. <laughs> like, come on. Can we troll, can we tro- can we troll our thing? audience yeah. just like a little bit? <laughs> I would think bit that was funny if I if I treat. was paying. <laughs> yeah, we're not putting it in the main feed. It's in the it's in the other feed. The one that uh, people pay for. Where you pay where you pay five dollars a month for us to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll just put an asterisk at the end of it. Yeah. Or an LOL. This is this is actually, yeah. Lol. This is a preview. <laughs> Wow, it's we we turn our direct to consumer uh, pivot into woot, but for podcasts. <laughs> no, yeah, right after we get like a nice shout out in like a corporate wide email, <sighs> like the highest tier of of you did a thing at the company that the company is forced to appreciate uh, and and make mention of. Uh, truly, a, a sign of success. Congratulations to us and to to Waypoint Plus for getting in one of those emails. Uh, and then morning. we trigger I mean, a wave of mass cancellations because uh, <laughs> a, a bit Damn. got out of hand. Shit. <laughs> uh, <sighs> anyone else been playing anything? I, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I played like two hours, the opening kind of like sections to, to the new Mario Golf of the subtitle of which I, we did not know at the time that we first discussed it and I have subsequently 
deleted from my memory, but the new one for, for Switch, um, in which like the, the big gimmick like is your speed rush or some shit. Sure, yeah, sure. Let's call it Mario Mario Super Mario Rush. Golf Super speed rush. rush. Super Rush. Super Rush. I got it. Uh <laughs> yeah, where you know the bit is you you hit your shot and then you run to to your shot and uh you know you can collect <laughs> coins and got stamina. I, it's it's weird because I okay, so I hate when games do this that have stats where it's like, hey, you've leveled up. Where do you want to put this uh stat increase to? I'm like, okay, well, you've given me six options, one of which is uh like a mechanic you haven't explained yet. Do, um, hmm. do I want to put, like, why do I want to put points into spin? I know that as someone that has played a golf game before, why I would want additional control on, on like a backspin, for example. Um, but like several of the options, like stamina and, uh, what's the other one? Oh, speed, like running speed. Like those are two different stats that you can put into in addition to like, uh, like distance control, um, like the, you know, some of the most important stats that you would have in a golf game. It's like, why do I give a shit about stamina? Because when you're doing the, the introductory, uh, courses, like you don't have access to your special move, which is why you collect coins, which I only learned because I read about it. It's like, what do these coins do? <laughs> I'm collecting them. They don't seem to feed into anything. Hmm. Uh, uh, why am I, uh, do, you know, it was the kind of thing where the, you do these tutorial, like almost tutorial like courses as you're going through all the mechanics, but they're throwing in mechanics that you don't haven't been explained to you yet they're like isn't it cool how you can run to like your ball and i'm like what yeah uh uh, yeah but why like i don't really (laughs) understand why would i want to to do this uh so it's sort of a a strange kind of elongated tutorial where i've now Mm -hmm. played two hours of it and i have not unlocked the reason you collect coins which i hit pause and it was like you're filling an energy bar i was like Bro, there's no energy bar Bear. on this screen oh, to, no. to be to be filled. Uh, um, so hopefully that stuff becomes more interesting. But so so instead, I've like been able to play the game the way I kind of just want to play it, which is what if I don't like rush to to my ball and I just kind of show up and line up my shot and do my thing and laugh when Boo hits it into the rough um, <laughs> and like look at this look at this cute little ghost. Trying to hit that that ball, I I felt bad. Boo fell really behind and mm. in the in the in the tournament that we played this morning, they were having a, a rough go at it. So you know that that happens. Um, so I don't know. I I, I will see. I, I am kind of like Austin. I at this point sort of need the game to prove itself to me that it's like big mechanic is at all worth anything mm. at all. Damn. When really, I what what I'm well, everything else is like really well done. It's it's extremely pretty. Uh, the mechanics are, are, are like, re- I, I, I like the, I, it's been a while since I played a Mario golf game. So ex- like, excuse my ignorance on like the finer pieces of how it, it works. So I'm just repeating how it's worked in, in the past. But you know, like one of the things it does is based on like when you, when you're setting up your shot, like you're, you're like the power meter, right? Like you're, you're, you're sort of like, you know, letting that thing fill to, to gauge the distance, um, when you're doing it off a drive, you know, when you're, you're driving your first shot on a, on a golf course, there's typically not much in front of you. It's just, hey, if you can keep that straight in the fairway, you're good. All the obstacles or turns or, you know, uh, sand pits, like all that's going to happen as you get further, you know, towards the hole. And uh, so at the top of that meter, you you can fill that and you can you can fill that all the way to the top and not have any concern. When you start to get into more danger where there's like additional wind where there are trees in front of you like basically there's almost like a 
I forget what the term he uses, but they're like, essentially, like, there's more chaos if you decide to hit this as hard as you possibly can. And depending on the amount of control you have invested into your stats, the game is basically communicating, like, we don't know what's going to happen if you hit that as hard as you can. Maybe you should hit it not as hard and just, like, be happy with it being, like, a little shorter and, like, a little, you know, a little more precise. And you're like, hey, uh-uh. Like, um, give me the ca- give me the chaos. And it communicates that with an exclamation point, which is, like, when you fill it all the way up, it's just like, all right, man, you hit that shit. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to that to that ball. And so far, like, I haven't gotten into a position where that has, like, caused me uh, abject chaos. But, like, that is a fun little bit where, you know, uh, let's say I kind of screwed up one of my original shots. That's like, all right, I need to try and get over these trees, which is going to require me to hit a full shot. And also I'm going to need to hold back on the, the the right analog stick, which is what determines if you want the ball to, like, lean left or right or or if you're, like, leaning forward or backwards when you're hitting the ball. Like, where you position your body can determine, like, the height of, of the ball if you're, like, let's say you're trying to avoid hitting some tree branches. In this case, I was going fucking over those trees. And so I needed that ball to shoot, shoot up as far <laughs> as possible. And I was like, give me chaos and hold back on that stick and shoot that ball to the moon where GameStop stocking this ball to, to get to that green. Uh, and that stuff is really fun. And... So I don't, you know, that's like where I'm finding the joy in and that those parts are really good. And I'm it feels extremely good uh, to to engage in in those mechanics. Uh, It's just kind of the other stuff that I wonder, will I need to do that to enjoy the latter parts of the like adventure mode? Or will be the kind of the case where once I've got a feel for it, it's like maybe I should just like stick to playing like solo games or like teaching my brother how the game works and then just like playing one V one. So I don't know. So I think Austin and I are kind of in the same place where we need to get a little deeper to see how that stuff <laughs> works. But my, my worry is I'm going to end up in the same place as like a lot of the reviewers, which is like, eh, take it, take, take it or leave it. Like doesn't make the game worse, but it doesn't make the game better. Um, but uh, it is, it is like a very solid, like fun arcadey uh, golf game, which uh, is fine. That's fine. Like, especially as someone that has not played one of these in a really really long time uh I, I i feel bad for folks who you know i think more like austin who like play these on the regular and are like was waiting for one of these to take a leap like i have not touched a mario golf in probably 10 15 years so like it, it just being what it is is like that's that's okay for me at the moment so i'm i'm enjoying it uh quite a bit and i'll just have to see how the the running stuff actually factors in well i think uh maybe what we should get into you should graduate yeah. from this. We we can get into the golf club. What's the golf club? Uh, that's like a proper that's golf like sim. A serious one. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Is that I think Steam? must be right. Is this like is a golf club like the uh, what was the the one that people loved playing on Windows when it was like Windows. Uh, uh, links, right? Yeah, it was access, right? Like that was yeah, like the dude, pinnacle of golf games. Links, right? Um, like before, before EA got into you know making golf games and sort of like kind of became the the Madden of, of that. Like Links, made by Access, was like the pin. I remember because that had like like just like some of the most gorgeous graphics you'd ever seen. Oh yeah, they like, did. I would like photo like. Pre like the series started with like photo renders of uh, different yeah. courses, but like shot from like every- imagine more imagine like uh, it was the equivalent of like Mortal Kombat, but like yeah. <laughs> like you know but at put, the time, put it to your golf game, just oh my like God. staggeringly gorgeous. God, what a great yeah! I played it a lot. Um, 
And I think this is kind of the successor to that. I think the golf club's emphasis was uh, a lot of like user generated courses. I think they did do a PGA tie in um, to get like yes. golfers yeah, licenses. I see. And- the golf club 2019 featuring the PGA tour. And I think, I think the way the golf splits it out now is like EA gets certain, th- like they, I think the, uh, their golf game, which is no longer tiger, right? They dropped tiger. Now 2k, has a tiger right i'm getting this correct in my head god i can't remember that now 2k's in now too i thought 2K has I a thought golf ti- game i thought yeah 2k, 2K golf. Tiger golf pga tour 2k yeah tiger woods link inks long-term exclusive deal with 2k yeah like t- they yeah dropped tiger uh and oh, then but 2K it, this it is up. from the uh, golf club guys oh is it so pg yeah so this is yeah pga tour uh, is like co-developed by the golf club developers. Oh. Um, does that mean the golf club is like defunct now? Well, yeah, this, the, the, the one that one came up like was 20, was, yeah, 20, 2019. Yeah. Um, oh, so this game is, I, I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused right now. Um, Patrick, I think the point is we just need to get into it and just see what's going on. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah. I think we need to get really into golf Sims is, is what I'm, what I, what I'm hearing. Um, I know exactly when to use a backspin, Rob. Uh, and I well, no, you I, do that to kill mo. Ch- you, you you watch golf. You know what's <sighs> up. Like you put the backspin yeah. on it to like make it drop solidly on the green. And not no, I know I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I look. I'm saying I could tell you what a backspin is and when to use. Oh yeah, it. how I'm, do they put I, it I'm, on the ball with those clubs? Like I, I can barely hit it squarely, and they're like, <laughs> I'm gonna put spin on it. I have I have one one cousin who is uh, extremely good, and he he. he we used to do this year, yearly family outing and then some weddings and, and, th- and this yearly outing goes back like 20, 25 years on my dad's side of the family. And as long as my, uh, like the, uh, my grandparents and I went out to the dads and then it was, the kids got involved. But anyway, like one of my cousins is, is actually like legitimately good. And he's like, I can do a backspin. I was like, bullshit. Like, that's just something you read about. Like you can't, <laughs> people can't actually hit a ball a specific way. So when then it lands, you can put it, ahead of the cup and it will roll back on purpose based on the angle of the green bullshit. Uh, Mm. And then he did it. And I was like, that's lucky, lucky hit. That's that's what you need to do. It's pure witchcraft. You need to do that all the time. And Kirby's dream course, my favorite golf game ever. Great game. I wish they would make another Kirby's dream course. Uh, Well, uh, how do I um, inform you that the, um, the way Nintendo works is that uh, (laughs) if you vocalize, God. Kind of like Candyman. If you are to say <laughs> a game you would like for them to make that obviously Golden would be Sun, Golden Sun, Golden yeah, 10 Sun. Yeah, You just added 10 years to even just a re-release fuck. of Golden no, Sun. No, fuck. Like, I, I should have let you finish that sentence. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. N- Nintendo actually went over to someone's desk and like just like quietly put it into the recycle bin. No. Like, that's unfortunately That's unfortunately how it works. Because yes, of course, like... Kirby's Dream Course, even like as an add-on to this, would be ah. Oh my god! So now you're getting me mad, and now I'm saying it. We pushed it all back yeah. together. It's it, at least Ten Dream years. Course One is in uh, in that. Yeah, it's on it's, online. It's in the online. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had it's, a good time I, I, playing I, through it recently. It's uh, I still love that damn. game. I love Goofy. I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, we went over this before. We're like. I'm fine with sim games, but I love games that like play with the, like the physics of golf are just fucking fun. Yeah. Like that is yeah. the joy 
of of it. I mean, like the get the ball la- into a hole I, is fun. Get ball that is yeah. also Kirby into a yes. hole, amazing, very fun. <laughs> uh, I mean, the last shot, the last shot I took uh, when I played last weekend with my with my brother, and he was like convinced. He was trying to convince me to to play with this one specific club. He's like, if you hit it right as hard as you can, Which the club? beauty of it is that it just, I don't know exactly what kind of club it's, it's one he had just gotten. It's a certain angled club. I want to say 60, but I might be pulling that out of my ass. Um, but like the, the, the point of the club is that you can hit it as hard as you can, but it will only go a short distance and it will pop up. The point being that like, if you uh, are, are like me and you, you struggle with like, hitting a club at like 25%, 50% to adjust the distance. You can buy clubs that accommodate for that and just basically have a max uh, distance on them when you're approaching the green. And he was like, just use. So I've been using it on a couple different holes and had had, I had success in uh, uh, swinging it, but like was getting the distance wrong on like when I should be using it. And then on the final hole, last hole, 18th, had a great drive, a great second hit, and it was on the approach. It's like, this is where it all goes wrong. I'm going to top the ball. It's going to shoot over the green. And instead, I pulled out that club, hit it, I mean, perfectly. <laughs> and it dropped not 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 two feet away from the pin Ooh. to the point where it was like, I don't even need to tap it in. I tapped it in just for the satisfaction of doing it. But it was, ah, like that is... Amazing. Golf coasters are bad. They take up lots of public <laughs> land. I want to like... By the way... <laughs> all that is true yeah uh and yet uh it is a it is a, i wish there was a way to make that shit work better with the 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 practicalities of uh like golf like hitting a ball towards a hole is just like re- with a giant stick is is really satisfying <laughs> well my dad and, and I, also infuriating because my dad and so i would simple. ethically uh play golf courses um by going incredibly early in the morning Okay. Bypassing various security features yeah. around the course. Yeah. And yeah. playing on the course as the sun came Ooh. up. Holy and shit. And then getting out of there before the first tea times. Yes. So you were, I mean, tea times usually start like 6.30. 6.30, 7 in the morning, yeah. So it's yeah. rare that you get a full 18 in. Uh, that's that's fairly But you could do nine as the sun is coming up. Yeah. And like they were challenging because one light was real bad. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like if it went in the rough in the shade, you were like, it, I don't it, know where it, that is. Sorry, it's still gone. nighttime over there. Yeah. <laughs> um also because the nature of golf courses, it would be incredibly humid and cold at that time of the morning. <laughs> so it was just like the clammiest, like if you put on a sweater, you were too hot. If you took off the sweater, you were just like, oh, I'm so cold and I, I'm uh, dying. Um, but nevertheless, it was, uh, they, they, were, they were great memories. Um, and that's, that's how you, that's how you stick it to them. For, for they a do, second they, there, they do a night- I oh, thought ahead. you were going to say, by going to Scotland and playing on all natural <laughs> links that aren't pedicured or not, not pedicured, manicured. Jesus, I don't know. She's manicured probably... by nature. Yeah, yeah. The golf course created by God. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, this is this is blowing my mind though. I didn't realize this is a revolution. And I was like, aren't you just describing a pitching wedge? But no, you're talking about this. You're talking about a loft wedge. Yeah, a loft wedge. That is the, yeah. yes, that is the te- that is the technical term. So a pitching wedge, you can hit a lot further. 
a pitch. It's it's similar to a pitching wedge yeah. in that yes, you're doing it, but it's like getting that like it. high arc, so it yes. drops like a it's, mortar and round. It, it, yes, and I'm <laughs> and I'm sure, like for someone who is like really good at using every one of their irons, there are like more specific cases. But for for me and my brother, it is like, hey, don't shoot it. You know, the worst thing you can do is to overshoot it and then you know be to to add two strokes to to your finish. Um, it's like, hey, just whack it as hard as you can, and you're not going to go more than you know, 60, 80 yards, and it'll come down with a kerplunk, um, make a nice little divot that you got to clean up um, before you before you move on. Um, just a fun side note on various Zillow patrols I've done. I have noticed mm-hmm. a surprising number of very nice homes selling for surprisingly little money uh, oh, that damn. most of their adjacency took two golf courses. Oh, and so I don't know that that. I don't know that that is a bonus. I because that <laughs> this is, is the thing you know, that is obviously like people are not viewing it as a bonus, and they're not buying these houses as they become available. Yeah, because I every time you know it, it's pretty frequent. You know, uh, the public course that's that's um, not far from our house doesn't. I mean, there are houses near it, but they're not. They're like there's fencing. Like it's not like these some of these courses where like the houses are quite literally on. Like that's <laughs> part of the aesthetic. Is like hey. <laughs> When you're when you're coming around the corner here, make sure you aim it correctly so you don't hit this house. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I can understand the pitch of like you could be sitting out with your coffee. But then what's the pitch? Like watching a bunch of bros like drink Coors Light at eight thirty in the morning <laughs> Dude, and swear like, really loud. Patrick like, and his brother these, coming through my backyard is like my nightmare. Uh, yeah, like, well, like the 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 golf carts these days have Bluetooth, and so people, every person is blasting. Oh my god, music. Oh yeah, yeah. They all have they all have Bluetooth now, and you can order you know like food and drinks like off of the oh you know the yeah. It's so you know I, I don't. My brother is just like we're in, we're there. It's eight thirty. Like you know we we have the coffee for the first nine, and but like the whole time, even that first nine, he's I don't know blasting Dude, some sort of music through his his Bluetooth. I thought fusion the- jazz is is going through on the third <laughs> hole. I thought working at a golf course was bad when I did it. And oh, it's the so thought much worse now. of it being like, because the thing was, the, the thing that I was lucky I didn't have to deal with was when I was doing like, um, when I was like going around the golf course, um, like doing, you know, just basically, uh, it was a lot of just negotiating disputes between golfers, uh, basically <laughs> where it's like this, this group is playing too slowly. And uh, it's like they're they're not they're fine like it just it's Rob, old and time white the, guys the golf uh, at least you know I mean I, the te- technology on the golf cart you know depends on the place pretty much all of them almost all of them these days unless they're like really small uh, local courses will like have like you know like it'll tell you the distance you are from from the hole and then this one course with, that we play at is is a little bit nicer one it uh it tells you how far you you are behind so it's like shaming you as you're playing it's like hey you're six and a half minutes behind like your pace it's like oh fuck off there's no one behind me like <laughs> i don't need to go faster oh my god i'm going to hit i'm going to hit this second shot on the drive because but, i sliced it and everyone said i'm allowed to hit it again the thing is like the thing that i didn't have to deal with was like the country club people the, the wait staff there they just had to deal with these fuckers at the end of the day, right? Mm, and, yeah. like, maybe there was a concession stand around, like, 9 and 10. But it wasn't like you had to be, like, running food out to different holes. Um, I oh, can, no. Now now it's you, – you don't, you don't get 
like, you know, t- two holes in before someone's coming over to ask if you to need anything. Oh, so. God. Golf just keeps getting worse. But anyway, yep. this loft wedge sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Tech, yeah, it turns out, like, uh, technology is also, like, part of, like, hitting the stick. <laughs> yeah. You want the nice tech in the stick. Well, uh, speaking of... No, there's no segue there. Look, we just need to go <laughs> to the question bucket. We need to... Oh, I just want, I just want to do a quick shout-out uh, to uh, Flatland Volume 2, a game that uh, came out on... Uh, I'm going to see where else... I think it's it's been on PC for a minute. Uh, just pulling it up to make sure I get that right. Yeah, it's been on been on Steam for uh, for a year or so, um, and it's come to some other platforms. Um, it, I I've been playing it on Switch. Uh, I don't know what the volume one is. Uh, unfamiliar, but uh, Flatland Volume Two is like, it, it has the aesthetic of the book. What? Flatland. It what? Hold on. What does this no. game look like? It's Kato, like almost. A sh- I Pac-Man. Uh, uh, D- what was that? The Pac, the Pac-Man uh, update they did some years back. The was it Pac-Man DX? Was that Look, the Flatland uh, is a book about shapes? Is are there shapes in this yeah. game? I mean, I'm okay. I'm gonna link you to this. I I don't think this is. No, you're right. Based there is on, there is a video game called Flatland Volume One. I just couldn't uh, find yeah. it at first. I was like, well, what about that? That, st- that it was like a short story or whatever, right? Flatland? About, like, sure, I, I, I believe you. Um, I don't think this is what this one has to do with it. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a yeah, it's got like the uh, Pac-Man DX aesthetic, like that kind of like pulsing, uh, like kind of techno, uh, like bright lights, like bright colors, um, neon uh, look. Um, with like, yeah, just like electronic music, like blasting at you with the uh, mechanics that are sort of, uh, you are, yeah, now you're pacing <laughs> flatland. Yeah. That could not, could not be further. I mean, I, I wish that I wished it was somehow that an adaptation cool. of that. That's a very <laughs> yeah. cool cover. Yeah. A romance of, of many dimensions. Uh, yeah, it's about shapes in a two dimensional world. And then there's like a three dimensional thing passing through and it's all like, whoa, isn't that just a Simpsons episode? They they got the bit from Flatland. Flatland's from like the eighteen hundreds or some shit, isn't it? Yeah, eighteen eighty four. Wait, the Simpsons didn't come up with that. God damn it! <laughs> uh, Flatland, Flatland Volume Two has like, the Pac-Man DX aesthetic combined with like the the platforming of a Celeste, where you're controlling a, a tiny little square that has the ability to run, climb, uh, kind of like do wall jumps, and has a dash, and it has just really really tight controls. It had, uh, you know, it is like Celeste meets like uh, Super Meat Boy. Mm. Um, um, like that's sort of like the vibe I get from it. It looks good. It uh, plays really well. I, I, you know, I frequently just download a bunch of games to my Switch and then kind of rotate through them to see like what sticks. And I was like, played this one, came out of nowhere, never heard of it. Just like requested a key on on an, on a Lark and then was like pumping my fists like while I'm waiting <laughs> like to eat dinner. And my wife's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I don't know how to explain how I just nailed this sweet triple dash jump, but I did. And just, I want you to know it was impressive. Um, oh. And yeah, it's, it's really good. I really like it. Um, I, I highly recommend it. It has a very good loop. Um, and the, like the basic levels are hard. There are secret levels layered into the basic levels that are even harder, that are really fun. Um, so yeah, Flatland volume two, uh, like 29 reviews on, on steam. 
tragic tragic this game i deserve so much i'm getting screenshots here as i'm looking at, at, through the steam uh like uh, thumbnails like of f- sick looking boss battles that i have not even seen yet come on flatland volume two very good check it out uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep playing keep playing more of that all right also read the book i guess you know uh, it's from eighteen <laughs> eighty. Uh, well, you see, the problem is Kato. Uh, like a you could just watch the podcast. 2007 film Flatland. You'll be fine. Was that good? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. Based on the cover art. See, oh my god! <laughs> this, this now, this is a be good and rewatch. That's it. when I said Pac-Man DX. I did not yeah. mean no. This Pac-Man ass looking thing on the cover. <laughs> this. Oh. You know, absolutely not. <laughs> I need I'm to not. watch it. We need to watch it. I'm not watching. You gotta that. watch this. <laughs> but it's gonna take all of one week for Rob to read like seven pages of Flatland and be like, "So actually, I think I've come up with um, uh, a new podcast right. for us us to do. We're gonna we're gonna end up reading Flatland before <laughs> Waypoint is done." <laughs> That has to, that'll come after the Michael Mann project and the Stalker project. Don't <laughs> right. worry about it. <laughs> oh, the indoctrination you're all going to receive. <laughs> right. um, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to be, I'm ready to be converted. All right. So we should, we should dive into the question bucket here. All right. Hit me. I've, I, you like pasted them earlier to be like, hey, sometimes people have said, I'd like to see the questions ahead of time so they can think about it. And you did that, and I appreciate it. I did not read it, um, but I just want to acknowledge. Uh, <laughs> you acknowledge your, that I try. Yeah, I want to acknowledge your improved process, uh, but I uh, uh, didn't take advantage of it. So I'm, I'm just I'm putting that out there. But I may not have been articulated, and I wanted to make sure to, to articulate it. Um. All right. So just to, just to warm up, a practice swing here. Uh, Justin Justin B writes. I feel there's still one potentially divisive topic that has yet to be discussed. Do any of you put ketchup on your fries? No, I mean like on your fries. Like you drizzle it over your fries the way one drizzles chocolate sauce on ice cream. Or are you the type of person that dips their fries in ketchup? I'm a thousand percent the latter. Uh, My issue with the drizzle approach, other than it being far messier if you're eating with hands, is it leaves open the possibility to throw off the sacred ketchup to fry ratio. You're almost guaranteed to accidentally leave some fries practically naked, whereas others end up completely drowned in the stuff. Or you could bypass all the trouble by going the dipping route, exercising total control over how much or how little ketchup you want, and keeping that precious ratio intact. I've yet to come across someone who prefers the digital method, but I know they're out there. So... I think what oh, the division God. really is here mm-hmm. is. Okay. I thought. I thought. I thought. I thought the way you were winding up, Kado. No, no, was about to no, no, reveal. No. I'm a, a dipper. A deep, I'm a dipper. Dark. No, I don't even like ketchup uh, with yeah. fries. I do the mayo with fries Good or man. Uh, aioli with fries. Maybe sometimes I'll put ketchup there and mix them together a little bit. The dip one and then dip two, but normally just mayo. Uh, I think the real division here, though, is are those fries on the go? Are you trying to eat? fries out of a cone or a little bag as you're walking because then you have to drizzle right Mm. you have to drizzle your thing on top because a dip you can't hold two things if you're using one hand to grab the fries with you don't have another hand open to hold the dip thing and the fries so this is like a i'm walking down the street and the thing that's open happens to sell fries and i'm gonna keep walking to get home but i'm gonna eat these fries between here and home situation 
then I drizzle because it's necessary. I do not prefer it. Do people actually prefer it? I mean, look, uh, the world is wide. <laughs> preferences are wide. You you ask that question, you will you will get an answer whether or not you actually desire it. I see. Uh, what I appreciate about uh, you know in this embedded in this question is the this question of the ratio, as yeah. though the the the, the chance for a fry being drenched mm. destroyed soaked even uh by the ke- soaked even <laughs> in the in the ketchup is a bad thing because one of my favorite parts of especially if you're doing like oh, a, a like so a ba- like. you know <laughs> is is a basket of fries where uh-huh. you really have to kind of you can't just put in a little bit of ketchup you kind of you really got to squirt it in there so there's enough for everybody so you're right. not constantly really you know putting putting more ketchup in inevitably there are fries that are you know, if, if you're putting it into the the fry basket, right, common right. common you know the method, there are going to be fries. You got a little corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this exactly. is very adjacent like, to the drizzle method, though. Very adjacent. It it is it is, but I think it's like very common if you're like you know eating like with. with Sometimes they don't give you, you know, like a little dipping cup, right? You just got right, exactly. a table. Yeah, yeah. If you're going with, to like a bar exactly. or a, a bar and grill place, like yeah, they're just <laughs> you're, you're you're squirting that shit into the into the into the fry container, and so frequently I find people leave. Like, you know, they'll eat through the fries. And then what is left is just the mess. Mm-hmm. Like, the ones that have been... Uh, Where are we going They have become Patrick? one with the ketchup. Right. There's, and they've been yeah. slowly soaking at the bottom of the bucket. Yeah. That, those yeah. bits and of they're the disgusting. Yeah. They're disgusting. Are they? I, are they kind of wonderful? They're not. No, I, I'm <laughs> disgusting, Kato. Um, I can't believe the, after the plate-licking discourse, you do this. <laughs> Why? No, with, I, I am eating the food that is there. Yeah. I'm not... Uh, I'm not removing clean plate that club. Clean plate my tongue. <laughs> yeah, I, I think these are to compare the two is 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 extremely distasteful. Uh, I re- I reject it. Uh, um, and I don't want all of them, but I do like one like one or two fries that are just far too catch. I also just really like ketchup. Like I, yeah. ketchup is. I don't mind the mayo or the aioli. I am I am pro those as condiments. It is it is best when there is a spread that I can go between them. Um, but I am also just, it's the same when we talked about burgers. Like I, I will put ketchup on the burger and then also uh, ketchup on the plate and I will take that burger and I will, I will dip it in the ketchup because oh I just, yeah. I just like ketchup. Austin said the same yeah. thing. I got back up. No, I, it's I, just P- Patrick and Mina handshake <laughs> meme on, uh, on like just finishing off, uh, like the detritus burger. of a collective snack. <laughs> you know, I think the I think the the ketchup soaked uh, fry is actually pretty great if it doesn't also still have extra ketchup on it. Like you know, you shake off the excess because it's already soaked in so much of that ketchup juice. I don't, I wouldn't want you know ketchup sort of too sweet is really the thing for me. Like I I want a more savory kind of creamy. You know, like is when you get a ketchup that's a little bit spicy. Just a little Ooh. bit. Like it's not like a spicy ketchup, but it's just a little spicy. Just got a little bit of kick. Little. Not, not even a kick, like a little pinch, a little pinch in there. Yeah, that's nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paste something in here that uh, cool. has um has implications. Yeah. Um. For oh my god. Yeah. Been, uh, mm, oh. Yep. yep. Oh, are they not doing yep. a theater release at all? So hold on. What uh, is this? So I'll read the tweet, uh, and then Kato can explain. Yeah. Because I can't. Uh, <laughs> Evangelion 3.0 plus 
Thrice Upon a Time on Prime Video on August 13th in over 240 countries and territories, <laughs> excluding Japan. I guess presumably it will come out in theaters there. Um, and then you'll have to pay 100 bucks to own a Blu-ray of it, you know, six months later. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the like the third and final uh, of the like it's not reboot or no it's the f- oh then we then this the, doesn't actually it's the, this actually no, doesn't it's matter the for us fourth then. and final oh oh that's why so it's three point plus, plus one mm. yeah uh-huh oh. also however i'm very concerned about that extra one because the original the- theatrical release was 3.0 plus 1.0 now it's 3.0 plus 1.01 and fucking yeah, just knowing anno that's not a mis- that's not a mistake in the Copy. I mean, the, that is press, on I'm, purpose. I'm, I will read this press release. Amazon Prime Video announced the exclusive global premiere. <laughs> Again, parentheses, outside of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> the highly anticipated Japanese anime blockbuster, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Thrice Upon a Time is the fourth and final chapter of mm-hmm. the new theatrical edition of Evangelion, the anime film, which is the highest grossing, yada, 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 yada. To celebrate the finale of the, fri- the franchise, um, Prime Video will also release the three previous movies. Uh, you are not alone. You cannot advance. You cannot redo... Uh, to fans in uh, more than so, th- all of those are will probably be going up, uh, maybe not the same day, probably over the summer as they like build build towards that. So, hmm, hmm, might hmm. be. We'll have to think about that. Might we'll be time. Have... There's a there's some pretty. I've seen the first three, uh, and yep. there's some we should watch. I think we should even given how we ended on that series, we should watch these movies. I can watch four movies. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, I can watch four movies. It, there's some changes. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, kind of go, like, can you be a little less coy? I actually need to be sold on this a little bit because, like, I, the end the of that first, last movie, right. I was like, I mean, this. Okay, we're having a content meeting Straight now. Up, the first one, <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a re. Don't it, spoil it though. I like no. Be, be careful because if we're gonna no no no. All right, it is da- dance carefully. It is a remake, and you should take that word remake as. You know, Final Fantasy VII remake. Okay. Oh. That's all. I'm, that's all, all right. I'll say. That's all I'll say. All right. But does Rob even know what that means? I do. <laughs> I, I read all the shit that like. I'm just making that wasn't meant to be condescending. I wanted to make sure you understood the relationship between Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII remake. I, I yeah, no, I edited the review. I got it. <laughs> all right. Just making sure. So yeah, we should definitely a, check those out. All right. All right. Well, this uh, dovetails nicely with the next question. Question from a three-year-old, Mike and Amelia from North Carolina. Hey, Waypoint crew. I listen to podcasts while I'm driving for work, picking up my kid from daycare, whatever. Lately, my daughter, who was three years old, has started asking, who is that? When one of you is talking, I'll tell her that's Patrick or that's Austin. She says, (laughs) okay, and we move on. Today, she asked me something new while we were listening to Waypoint Radio. After I told her who was talking, she asked, what are they scared of? So, what are you all scared of? Uh, did they say Did they say the name of, of their daughter? Amelia. Well, I wanted to say, oh, hi, Amelia. Uh, thanks for writing in. Hi, Amelia. Um, nice, nice to meet you. I have a, Amelia, I have a, I have a five-year-old uh, daughter. I'm sure you guys would get along well um uh what am i scared of well i'm speaking to a three-year-old um i'm scared of spiders like spiders right. spiders scare me like sure. i don't like them i don't want to hurt them you know we don't want to hurt the insects in our house but uh so i i you know i usually i usually ask my 
my wife or or my daughter to we kind of you know get a we get a cup and we find that spider and I, I don't do this but I ask someone to help me to put that spider in a cup and we move it outside so he can, that spider can as long as they exist in the corner that's fine stay up there spider mm. but once you come down to the ground level um, you're going to be um, the, the landlord of this house is going to enact his privileges and. You will be you'll be moved. Um, so I'm scared of spiders. Speaking of ground level, I'm I'm scared of heights. Oh, but the very kind of specific heights where you're standing and so like your body is free to move, but I can kind of see down a long way, like uh-huh. going up to the top of the Empire State Building and like looking down over the edge. Horrifying. I can ride yeah. roller coasters like that's fine because I'm like strapped in. And like that, it's when you have control. That like, yeah, it's like when I'm like, like even though there's a wall and a fence at the top of the Empire State Building, just the the fact that I can move my body freely makes my body feel like you're gonna fall down because you're looking down yeah, in I, that direction. I feel like someone's gonna come up behind me and and push me over the edge. Yeah. That never happens. No, it's, it's not, not a thing that people yeah. do. As bad as the world is, people do not push people off of a building. I'll be but, good. I mean, they do, but it's like it's extreme. Like it's not. It's not gonna. Or happen like to there you, can be with, there can you. be solid glass, and I, it's just the sight of it. It's like, oh, there mm. I go. I'm out. Nope. I'm gonna go sit over here in the corner away from the window. So yeah, heights, heights, scary. That's reasonable. Rob, what are you scared of? Um. So cables. I'm scared of botulism. <laughs> okay. Hmm. We're talking about like unreasonable fears. Uh huh. I have a dread of botulism because. Remember, so there are things I love. Explain like what botulism is to a three year old. We're talking. We're talking to a three year old. This is for Amelia. Is, what do you? What are we afraid? That's why I said spiders, Rob. <laughs> Look, Amelia's got to find out about this sometime. <laughs> right. Just, just walk her through it. Explain. <laughs> Amelia's wondering. She's asking her mom right now. What's botulism? Uh, what's it? What's botulism? <laughs> Good luck saying that. So this is the the point is uh, sometimes things like pickles go bad and they go bad mm-hmm. in a really particular way where they can make you very sick. And it's like, uh, Amelia, do you know when you when you you probably like bananas and you want those bananas to be. Like if they get soft and brown and kind of mushy, it's kind of gross. So this is kind of like that, but for a pickle. So the thing is, it's not really a very big risk. Like a lot of places have figured out people who only make pickles have largely figured out how to make sure that never happens, that you're perfectly safe. But sometimes you get into doing things around the house like it becomes a hobby. Uh And you're like, what if I made my own pickles? And they can be very, very good. But back of my the fridge. thing is, if you do it wrong, they can be <laughs> very, very bad. And so I just don't. It's like one of those things where I don't fully understand how the botulism happens. And so I never fully trust it. That like, how do I know this doesn't have botulism? And it. it's very rare. And it's not totally reason. This is not a thing worth fearing. And yet. <laughs> I kind of am scared of it because I'm like every time I enjoy making my own pickles, which is a lot of fun and really tasty. I'm also like, I hope I don't make myself really, really sick. Yeah. It's a perfectly I mean, reasonable fear. 
You just gotta make not. sure to clean everything before it goes into the. You know, you you double, we double, triple clean that jar. Just really make sure, because that's where the the yeah. bacteria, the extra bacteria, generally comes from contaminant from like sticking to the 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 glass or like yeah to whatever jar you're putting it in. I feel like that's the that's the big thing. Yeah. Just like you know, heat, steam, do whatever you need, like. Dip it in some what? What's that blue shit at the barber shop? Uh, oh, <laughs> sterilize uh, the shit. Yeah, whatever you need to sterilize it, that'll make sure you're good. But the back of my nightmare is probably a fucking the back of my the back of my fridge is probably a nightmare to you. Just like pickle pickle jars that I haven't touched in probably too long. Not not oh. pickles. Like store bought pickles, like your pickles. No, my pickles, my pickles. I've got oh carrots. no, Kato. I've got some pickled radishes back there. I've got pickled. You know what's really great? Uh, you know how the stem of uh kale. You usually don't uh eat that in. Yeah, salad, I never do shit example. with that. I just I just you trim pickle it. that shit. It's so delicious. What? Yes, pickled kale stems. It's so good. It's crunchy and like tastes like a pickle. You know, like it's great. It's like a little spear of. Oh, that's a game changer. Yo, you should try this. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, because I rely a lot on kale because I have that's this so thing much where food I go waste. To the, that's the so store. much waste. There's stems in every one of those leaves that you're gonna just like yeah. throw out. You put them in the, okay. yeah, you get the right, uh, you know, uh, there's there's recipes out there on the internet for, I, I'm not exactly sure because Christina does the kale pickles, uh, but yeah, they're delicious. Definitely, definitely a good way to use kale stems, especially if you're using them regularly. You can even like then add kale stems, a little pickling kale stem chopped up on top of your kale salad. It's awesome. Hmm. <laughs> now I'm now I've got some articles open about food yeah. illness. Anyway, point oh, no. is, <sighs> uh, Amelia, like it's pickles are delicious and they're fun. See, yeah. we love making them, and we nobody here has gotten pickles. sick from botulism. But I just have an <laughs> irrational fear of it. Fair. Uh, let's see. Our next email, Idolon writes: the discussion of Dragon Age Inquisition's multiplayer made me wonder. Are there any multiplayer games you feel you missed the boat on that you desperately wish you could give a try? The past winter, I played Armored Core 4 and had a great time with single player, but then I watched some clips of high-level online multiplayer and I was struck by a deep sense of longing. I realized I'm never going to be able to play that game. It kind of doesn't exist now. Discussion about Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy stirred a similar feeling. Even in that case, though, there are tools to host and join private servers. One could, in theory, get really into Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy in 2021. There's so nothing I, stopping so us but ourselves. Yeah. On the other hand, a <laughs> lot of the time, uh, games from the 360 era like Armored Core, at some point, the plug is going to be pulled. There was a brief window to become a Raven, and I seem to have missed it. Do y'all have games you missed a window on? And he would love to see somehow get a second wind. God, yes. This is the story of my life, honestly. I mean, um, in the multiplayer land, uh, a a few, but thinking more towards MMO, I wish I had had a chance to play The Matrix online. Because that sounds like a wild fucking time. Uh, yeah. you know, the, having people play parts in there, like on the game end, uh, like the, the people playing agents and all like the whole, every time I read anything about that game, I'm like, Jesus, that sounds like exactly up my alley. And I just, I, we didn't have a, a computer for a long time. When I got a computer, like we didn't have the internet for a long time. When we got the internet, 
my parents would never be like, what? We just bought you a game. What do you mean paying X amount of dollars a month for a video game? You have these other ones, play those. Uh, so uh, I never like got into M- any MMOs, but that one in particular, like The Matrix was my shit. That was the first rated R movie I'd ever seen because the library, the librarian uh, just let me get it from the library, even though I was 13 or whatever. <laughs> um, and I really loved it. So, The Matrix Online. Wish I could have played it. Uh, uh, for for me, it's a lot of like weird multiplayer spinoffs mm-hmm. of franchises I love that have varying degrees of quality of those multiplayer spinoffs. Like Resident Evil Outbreak, which was a cooperative uh, Resident mm. Evil game made in the uh, PS2 era I, I i believe um back when like there was just very rudimentary online um but it was like tank controls like pre-rendered <laughs> i think pre-rendered like it was oh, it's, a, it's a weird wow. it's a really weird thing and I, and I believe people have actually like fans have patched it together so you can you can play resident evil outbreak you know through emulators and have that experience i i believe that is that is the case i feel like i've almost written that story or maybe have written that story given I've been doing this for 20 years. You could probably find some sort of Resident Evil outbreak <laughs> fan patch clupic. If you search that in Google, <laughs> there's probably something that comes up. But it's like that. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, where you had to play that with a GBA, uh, a Game Boy Advance. Uh, I think you played that with a GameCube. Wasn't it? Was it you, had, you needed, I think, Crystal Chronicles. Wasn't that? It was a, you needed, uh, yeah, a Game Boy Advance and Link Cables to play a GameCube game. Whoa. Um, and... I believe they've since re-released that game without that part, but, like, the whole reason that game was, like, cool was, like, the the completely bizarre, uh, like, mechanical setup you had for it. And then the the third one of those that came to mind, I was scrolling through a list. Um, I was trying to think of the, there was a third game that was, like, in that category. Shoot, I, I missed it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's games like that um, where you have these franchises that you like and they do some weird uh, multiplayer spinoff um, that I just never got a chance to, to spend that much, much time with. But both of those were um, regarded as, as pretty good. Um, I just never had a chance to spend all that much time, time with them. There was a third one that came to mind and now I can't remember what it is. Deus X got a multiplayer mode. What? In game of the year edition. What? That's madness. <laughs> that doesn't seem good. Like the original I, one? I bet. Yeah, this is uh, Den of Geek article. Uh, oh, maybe it was co-op, though. Uh, Den of Geek writes, uh, we're a little torn on whether or not this is a underrated or rightfully overlooked. Um, the, on the one hand, there are many reasons why you've never heard of Deus Ex multiplayer mode. It's clunky. It was only included in the title's Game of the Year edition and features some bizarre arena deathmatch elements that border on parody. However, Deus Ex multiplayer is nothing if not fascinating. The game's best competitive modes utilized single-player elements like augments and hacking to add just enough role-playing to the deathmatch fray. Uh, for a concept that was likely only ever developed so they could add another feature to the Deus Ex Game of the Year box, this game's multiplayer came surprisingly close to getting it right. Sounds like some cool ideas that was just like a skunkworks project that they that they had. Um um, also, I I played it and loved it. I wish more people had played Saturn Bomberman, um, which was like the the ultimate 
version of a Bomberman where you could ride on the dinosaurs. You could play up to like 12 to 16 people. I, uh, ha- I like cobbled together. I would just like buy spare Saturn controllers as the Saturn was flailing so I could have more of them. And we would play these just unbelievable, uh, uh, Saturn Bomberman sessions. My dad would bring home a projector from work. He would just like smuggle this old one out and we would, we would set it up on the garage. Um, so we would play these just like ridiculous Saturn Bomberman sessions. Um, it was like one of those games that like you Bomberman, like mass multiplayer, like playing online is just not, it is just not the same thing. Like there was just no way. Yes. Like you're all playing the same game, but there is just so something so fundamentally different about have like 12 people all lobbing bombs at the same time and screaming at one another, sitting next to one another, especially given this is before wireless. So it was all everyone like on short cables, like linked up to a, you know, uh, whatever the Saturn equivalent of like, you know, those multi-tap adapters were. It was, I, yeah, I, I, that was such a fun, fun experience. And I wish more people had a chance to, to experience that. Cause it was, it was quite unlike, um, anything I've experienced since. Yeah. I think my regrets are many. Um, <laughs> and I think part of it is there's, there's scenes I'm nostalgic for that. I wish I could go back to like, um, when the red, like, it's not like, like I like military Sims, right? Like shit, like red orchestra and stuff. And when red orchestra two came out, uh, you had these huge battles, uh, you know, Eastern front, uh, world war two. Uh, and the thing about red orchestra is it's really kind of the anti-battlefield. Like you can't actually clutch all that much out because they limit every squad has to be like somewhat conceding to historical accuracy. So, in a squad, there will be one person with a light machine gun, and then nobody else in that squad can have an LMG. Instead, everyone's like, well, time for my bolt-action rifle. Um, <laughs> and so, like, that was kind of the dynamic of the game. And when you had these huge matches, uh, it was an absolute ton of fun. Um, there's games that just never got their due. Like, I didn't find out about the Kohan series until it was too late. Um, great RTS games. Uh, really different from a lot of stuff. Um, I missed Titanfall 2 multiplayer like right after that game came out when it was sure. uh, you know really really hopping I think for me though the thing that stands out the most tantalizing glimpse of uh, you know the letter writer here uh, you know said there's nothing stopping us but ourselves like we could bring scenes back but it'll never be uh, sort of that awesome like scenes need large it, it helps if there's a large group of people playing them regularly um, and even if you get a bunch of people to revisit a game all at once, it's rarely the same. But one day where I kind of got a glimpse of how it could have been was uh, ages ago, Games with Jobs put together, uh, they were doing, they were rotating different games through through a server that they were running. And one night they did Fear 1 multiplayer. And... Fear is, it's the monolith horror shooter. Uh, it was very ring-inspired, ring ripoff. Uh, but it's it's a it's a cult shooter. Uh, probably one of the greatest, uh, like, tactical action uh, shooters ever made. I never played a multiplayer, but for, like, one night only, uh, the entire Games with Jobs community, which was, you know, pretty substantial, got full servers going um, of... Fear one. 
And it was as ridiculous and good as you might imagine, because that game had a lot of interesting parts to it. Like, it tried to... um, it wasn't really a cover shooter, but instead it had a lot of contextual, like your your characters could slide ridiculous distances. So if you were like in a sprint and you hit like crouch, you dropped into a slide and it was like your character was just greased and you just go sliding for like 50 <laughs> yards. Um, and then your characters could also do like ridiculous bicycle kicks uh, to okay. take each other out. But then there were all these awesome guns, uh, <laughs> like the, um, you know, phallically named penetrator, which basically shot like railroad spikes, um, and like impaled people. And if you could like land headshots with that, it was just devastating. Uh, and so, yeah, it was like one night where I was like, Oh, not only was this a great single player game, but the multiplayer was incredible and felt completely different from other stuff. I think I just, I mentioned Titanfall a second ago. Maybe Titanfall is probably the most accurate. Like, because similar levels of like physical dynamism and like the fact that your characters were ultra, ultra maneuverable. Um, and yeah. And so it was just like one of those experiences where it was like, I really wish I'd known and had the opportunity to like do this when this game was new um, rather than like this special one night like repertory engagement on a fan server. Uh, that like, you know, ended that week um, and people kind of moved on. It was like, you know, people, it was fun to revisit, but, but nobody stayed. Uh, Yeah. And so there's so many good multiplayer games (laughs) and, you know, scenes dry up and people move on. It's very hard to ever recapture that magic. I wonder, was Battleborn ever good? Battleborn. Is that the semi-MOBA-ish one? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the gearbox, the gearbox one. one. Yeah, the people that the people that fell into that scene, like it was not that game didn't seem to fail because it was bad. It's because it is difficult to capture an audience, and sometimes yeah. same with like Lawbreakers. Like Lawbreakers, by all accounts, was real good. Not a bad game. It probably would have done a lot better if it had come out a couple of years later when games could embrace free to play and like different models. But like they charged for that game, and it was only on one console to start. I mean, like there was just like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't care for those types of games, but like those are two examples of games that I don't think failed because like, haha, they really fucked it up. I mean, they did in terms of like models and how you approach releasing it, but not because like fundamentally like they played, they played poorly. Those it's, it's hard to find. It's hard to find an audience. Sometimes it happens by accident. I think that is a good place to leave it. There's a couple more good questions in the bucket, but we can leave those. We can leave those for later. Uh, we are in a hurry to get this holiday weekend started, and Patrick and I are going to be starting it right by watching me eat shit at Resident Evil One. <laughs> hell yeah, uh, Crimson Zombies! Let's hell go! Yeah, hell yeah! So I got to get I got to get all set up. I got to get ensconced uh, to to play that and have Patrick guide me. Are you going to um, close all the blinds? You're going to oh, yeah. like, put on, uh, bl- what do they call them, like blackout uh, curtains? And mm, just really- I'm not sure I can because the thing is then I will basically dis- I will probably disappear in the shot. But maybe it'll be more spooky where yeah, it'll need, just I be like. To, I need you to, to purchase uh, the $10 uh, night vision USB camera that I have. The quality is not good, but it has <laughs> it has the night vision, whatever you call them, these little these little lights Honestly, on here us doing horror games with like trail cam aesthetics yeah, for our personal sure. cams yeah. would be very funny. I don't. Yes. I bought this thing probably ten years ago. I don't even. Oh there God. are probably better ones. And I don't. 
it was uh i was like scared when i plugged it in i was like this feels like can you put a virus in a usb cable because <laughs> yes you could you can but uh, uh well maybe that's a that great explains, attack vector maybe that explains a lot then you know um everything that's gone poorly in my life since i blame on this sabrent night vision night vision camera uh, oh sabrent wouldn't do that to you no sabrent no, really no. the the solid state people I guess I don't know. It's uh, like the logo is Sabrent with like two wires going out from it. Two green green wires. All I know is I think we got like two Sabrent drives on my PC. They're good. Nice. All right. Uh, I, don't see, I so, don't see this on Amazon anymore. They Sabrent was like, oh oh no, we we got sued by the <laughs> for selling these virus enabled night vision cameras and they don't they don't sell them anymore. Night vision. Amazon doesn't give a shit. Like what? Are you, oh, Amazon's gonna find out something like untoward is on the store and do something. No, here we go. We got look at this fancy new one, fifty dollar uh, night vision cam. Daddy's gonna have to upgrade. Oh shit! Paste that link. We'll drop that link. I'm looking at the. <laughs> I want to look. Oh, okay. I want to see it. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't done a ton of like research into. into I just want to see what. It lo- Ooh. Whoa. Oh, interesting. Okay. Damn, that could really bring our <laughs> horror streams to life. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, the thing it was missing was a better night vision camera. Which, to be frank, the one that I have is is pretty is pretty crummy. It's got 100. I feel like 181 four star reviews is about the best you can expect for an extremely who's buying <laughs> other than people streaming horror games and people who should maybe be put on a list uh, is are buying like night vision <laughs> cameras. So like 181 four star reviews is probably, that's probably the best you're going to get. Who else is, are making these devices uh, for, for people? So yeah, to be fair, I, I think most people who are putting night vision shit out there are mostly like, I want to see what the animals are doing. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe I'm just, maybe I'm an idealist, but <laughs> but this is a wired. This is a webcam. Like this is not meant to capture right. like anything. Yeah, it's a, it's oh, a USB yeah. so device. This is, so I okay, so this you. is where people are like trying more. to get to the bottom of like their ghost infestation. This one has yeah, this sure. one has IR lights. Look at that. Look at all the little IR dots on it. That's Ooh. what that's doing. I'm sure that's not just a random. Uh, extra doodads to make it look more impressive. Coupon. No, I save. think that's. Hmm. <laughs> I we'll don't know. Do some research. Yeah. I can't tell if that's a sensor. Those sure look like diodes. Yeah. Right. I'm not Which sure what those not. are. All right. So, uh, kind of this one you linked. Yeah. There are two options. There is a 3.6 millimeter lens webcam with IR LED board. That's the 5099 one right. that you linked, and then. There is a 1.56 millimeter lens webcam with IR LED board. Which one yeah. is better? Well, the 1.6 one? is a fisheye, so you're going to get a wider view. So I guess if so you're I'm, like... I'm paying the extra $3 is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to look like you're in a fucking skate video from the 1990s, yes, get the fisheye lens. Okay. Oh... Uh, Oh my god. What if what if skate culture was lively? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does say. All right, so yeah, when I do when I when I scroll um, over to like the specs, it's like, what is this thing? And it's like fish eye lens. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe you don't maybe you don't want that. Maybe two don't. megapixels. Wow. Two entire megapixels. Who what is this for? The pitch on this is like 
family chat, conference call. I mean, I guess it's just a regular Smart webcam TV. otherwise. Yeah. But, but it's probably the- a bad webcam. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Let me tell anyway. you, if you're sitting as close as that man is to his laptop, that fish eye is looking real funky like your your face is completely distorted at that point you are you're you know what all you're doing is selling me on this <laughs> you can send things back Patrick, right? I can right. this yeah. is your chance to make a found footage horror movie of your very own yeah. yes you're like what if blair wish project but it was just a guy in his office <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair didn't john cho make that movie search unfriended unfriended oh, unfriended, unfriended. Is, a great, is a great yeah. horror film um yeah, that, that, uh, based on a uses a, a MacBook. Um, I'm sorry, this also yeah, has a like, hundred FPS. Oh well, I got love all the frame frame. <laughs> I love frame rate. That, that's what I'm always saying about myself. I love frame rate. Is it a hundred? Um, is that don't real? We, doesn't it better if it's like a multiple twenty four or thirty? Yeah, that's why I'm confused. Hundred is an awkward number. Hundred. What is that? Well, I guess anyway, that splits into a fifty nine. Ah. Ugh. It's too bad now that out of cur- just out of sheer curiosity, we're going to have to make this thing the foundation of our tech setup for God. Waypoint Plus. God mm. damn it! <laughs> oh, weird. One hundred frames per second. We're st- the only stream on Twitch going one hundred FPS. <laughs> Maybe it's the processing that they just can't get a sensible number i don't know, I don't know. anyway uh <laughs> that'll do it for us uh we are off on monday uh with the observed holiday we'll be back next thursday uh and in between now and then uh patrick and i are going to stream some uh resident evil one i am going to learn all about this quote unquote crimson zombie uh that patrick is very excited about yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get to it into the into the stream. I forget how early that that can occur. But uh, yeah, Rob is gonna learn the Umbrella Corporation. I'm I'm very excited. We also. Oh wow, um, this is like my orientation. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. You, you know, here's your here's your night vision cam. Um, uh, <laughs> only at Umbrella, we only go at 100 FPS. Uh, uh, and then yeah, we were we you and I recorded a, a Waypoint Plus podcast that Kata was able to squeak in under the. The deadline. We actually kind of we recorded a, a like a forty two minute podcast. Yeah, that was which amazing. actually that's the only reason yeah. I got it in this morning. Honestly, yeah. was so I, like, yeah, oh, the only reason you got it done was because hour? Rob didn't Rob didn't hit record on the fifteen minutes of basketball talk that uh, thank you. Did, thank you, did, Rob. that we did. So it, it worked out <laughs> for for everybody. Um, but yeah, so that that's there. Um, and we we apologize for a bit of a gap there, but we uh, we have. Don't worry, <laughs> Rob's plans will. More than make up for Woo. whatever pods we did not get to into oh, the feed. And for the people have no idea July. what's coming. But that's not go. true. If you're a Waypoint Plus subscriber, you now have a very good idea of what's coming because <laughs> we talked about it for 42 minutes. That's true. We did. And if and you don't have an idea what's coming, you can subscribe to Waypoint Plus at waypointplus.com or for a year at waypoint.zone slash annual. Or you can gift someone a year long for way- at waypoint.zone slash carrot. Or you can gift a one-month subscription at waypointplus.memberful.com slash gift question mark plan equals 65502. Nailed it. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks. See, no Thanks one would do that. Gift <laughs> annually. <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead and waypoint us those carrot. So much easier. And you can uh, read what's going on the site at waypoint.vice.com. Patrick, anything cool hitting the site? 
Uh, I people seem to really like that uh, that feature I did about the the pixels in Final Fantasy, the pixel remasters, and kind of unpacking the kind of legacy of like CRT. Uh, Man, what was with parts. that dude though? Who was like, I had great CRTs forever, and oh none my, of what you oh wrote my. here makes any sense to me. Yeah, and well, I was people, like. Anytime you Man, talk I'll about bet you had lots of time to appreciate that CRT inside that locker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, there, look, it, mm. there was one person who... Uh, also, they didn't str- bring receipts even. Well, they were they just didn't. like, I, I had great CRTs, so... Well, they said, they said I got a CRT really late and I bought a good one, so I didn't have any of the... Like, the and I was like, well, one... Most people had CRTs very early because that's the TVs you bought and also <laughs> yeah. had the bad ones because that's what was sold at the Circuit City. Um, yeah, let me tell you about my, like, 11-inch, like, Sony uh, TV that I played most games on and yeah. watched several seasons of Cheers on. 11. Yeah. Like, back then, like, you didn't buy a TV based on the specs. <laughs> no. And that's the last time I ever let myself live that life. <laughs> and it's cursed you ever since. You lived a better life when you, when you didn't know it, with the ignorance of Rob Zachney. Well, uh, I told you why I'm like this, right? Huh. No. Well, All I mean. Right, let's conclude on this, please. This is probably overly reductive. My therapist probably has a better idea of why I'm like this. <laughs> but uh, Patrick, I'm sure you've heard their commercials. I don't know if they're still in the Chicago area, but you know the little guys, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so at one point, my parents went there and they're like, we just want a new TV, but let's let me hear these ads on the radio all the time. And they got like completely upsold um, and ended up buying way more than they should have. But it was my eye opening to that hi-fi life. And so ah. my parents were like, oh, these massive Klipsch tower speakers were a huge mistake. Like we can't even run these at like full volume or it like shatters the house. <laughs> And I was like, this is perfect, and I'll accept nothing less than this for the rest of my life. Um, oh, my God, Rob Zachney's origin story. Oh. And then my parents, like, couldn't set up the TV well. Like, the color temperatures were all fucked up. And I was like, I am sorry. Like, you guys need to figure out how to calibrate this. And they couldn't. So I was like, I guess I have to do it myself. Uh, and then, like, after the flood destroyed the entire, like, basement and most of the house and we lost everything, the thing that, like, I really missed was that none of that stuff came back uh, because insurance doesn't, no. like, flood insurance is, like, we'll pay for, like, you getting a new house. But in the meantime, everything you lost, once a place is discovered, like, declared, like, a flood damage, um, all the shit, like, that insurance doesn't work. Your regular insurance doesn't kick in. And so, like, my parents had enough to rebuild their house, but, like, all the stuff was was gone. Oh, that and sucks. And so, to an extent, I'm like, you know what I need? You know how I'm going to get revenge on the weather? <laughs> I'm going to build my own home entertainment center <laughs> and continually upgrade it. But, yeah, it starts with the little guys where, like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, there's just a better way to watch TV and movies. God, that is... That is extremely funny. Uh, the, the only other story uh, I, I have uh, is I, I I think it's going up by a tiny list. I don't, I don't know. So, uh, Manuel, I give him stories and then I have to check in with him and ask when are they going up because um, he is the, the schedule master. So if it's not up when you read this, it'll be up soon, um, early next week. But I, I spoke with uh, Brian Hastings, who uh, 
was a, uh, a gameplay programmer and Insomniac is now their chief creative officer, has been there for decades. Uh, and uh, when they finished uh, Spyro 3, uh, Year of the Dragon, they were trying to figure out what their next project was. And uh, Brian had a, a piece of graph paper that was uh, on his desk because he's a programmer and would often use that to kind of like sketch and figure things out for for stuff he was working on. And one of those graph papers had a handful of video game ideas. And one of them was an alien going to planets with different gadgets. And within uh, 48 hours, that turned into Insomniac building a prototype in two weeks for a game that would uh, later become Ratchet and Clank. And so hmm. um, it was a story that was was born out of uh, the question I had asked of, is there a franchise that has a mythology and character arcs that are as consistent and ongoing as long as uh, Ratchet and Clank. The answer to that is apparently Kirby um, <laughs> from what I surmised. Uh, but, but it, 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 you know, I think you can, you can follow the arc of modern storytelling in video games uh, alongside a game like Ratchet and Clank, where, you know, Brian came up with the concept, uh, you know, two gameplay cr- programmers wrote the script were the voice acting directors. There were no writers. Um, that didn't happen till the third game. They didn't, develop a story Bible till they worked on the PS3 games. Um, and then Insomniac uh, two years ago put out a script book for Spider-Man um, because at that point they have actual writers in a writer's room that work with the designers. And so the piece is kind of looking, using Ratchet and Clank to to talk about a studio that stumbled into storytelling because it was necessary because you needed <laughs> a narrative for your game. And someone, if you were there after 6 p.m., Someone had to write the, the the script so that they could work on the bits for the next day, and now you have you know like a formalized process. So um, it's a it's a really interesting piece about how that studio has figured out that process through the lens of of Ratchet and Clank. All right, and it looks like as of this recording, it is currently oh, you- scheduled for Friday. Okay, all right, there you go. All right, then then uh, that's when we'll, we'll see. check on Friday. And maybe it's up. If not, check. Probably not on Monday. It probably wouldn't go up till Tuesday. So either way. Well, it's just it is critically important that exactly 10 articles ideally go up every day. Now you're just saying things on the podcast just so you could get a message from Emmanuel later. (laughs) Look, I've got I've got the bully pulpit. Oh, my God. No, I think you're just a bully is what is is what it is. Oh, See, man, I'm, I'm the here. bully. I'm Patrick, here. I would have honored that piece with a prime release okay. date. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Roll Friday news drop. Anyone who watched The West Wing knows that nobody <laughs> reads anything on Friday. Hey, my the pixel piece went up on Friday and blew up. And it was one of the bigger pieces I've had in a while. So, oh, the conventional know, wisdom is shattered. Sometimes my, my pieces are that good that they can shatter through being tweeted at at Friday at, at 2 p.m. Um so. That's just because, yeah, people people had passion about those pixels. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck off, Jeff Daniels. Oh, we didn't even. <laughs> Don't. Don't. <laughs> we didn't we even stream. We have to stream in 55 minutes. The Final Fantasy sprite, like, remake. No, I know. We'll do it. Look, we'll, who knows how many games people will play between now and... Yeah. And then, yes, the fonts are fucking awful. It doesn't fonts. look great. They're bad. Um, yeah. I might end up writing another story about that because <laughs> they're that irritating. I think you should just turn it into your, like, 
you should go from like writing really good stories to writing increasingly petty beefs about like just various artistic decisions. I don't think that's petty. You spent all this time making these pixels look gorgeous. Oh my God. Welcome to the beef zone. (laughs) Welcome to the beef zone. 100% USDA grade beef. (laughs) We're here to talk about the UI of old video games remastered for 2021. Uh, <laughs> well, it makes we're it sound doing like a, we're doing the a double dip show into the B zone. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint or don't, or, don't. Uh, or unfollow us. If check us out on you. YouTube at Waypoint Vice. I'm on Twitter at Rob Zachney. I don't tweet very much anymore. Patrick. <laughs> Where do people we don't, find we don't you? let them. We ca- we cased Rob. We we're like Rob. I was like, your tweets are too hot. <laughs> take my phone. N- that fucking no opinion guy, Noah, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, you know, writing Ooh. that absurd Star Trek show thread where he's like, DS Nine is a right is the right wing Star Star Trek show. That's absurd. That's ridiculous. So that's DS9? why Rob can't be on Twitter anymore. DS Nine isn't that the gayest one? That's objectively true though i don't okay. think that precludes it being right wing that's fair okay <laughs> but uh i do think it like saying it's a right wing show is pretty absurd and really what that betrays is that you are someone who cannot get over the fact that ronald d moore introduced the idea that the federation might have a black ops budget uh to do things that the rest of the federation like can't be caught doing yeah we extended uh, the, the beef stone into the go. Beef au jus zone. Just a little bit of juice at the end there. Yeah. Anyway, Patrick, where can people find you? You can follow me at Patrick Klupik, where you, I'm unrestrained. I'm, I, you, let's go. I got pixel takes coming, coming out the wazoo. You can't stop me, Rob. I'll take your phone. I'll tweet from both accounts. <laughs> Just get those. Write those beefs up. <laughs> the beef. Does anyone have the beef? Serve the, the beef. beef. Well, there was that. There was that uh, j- journal or journal beefs, right? Like there was that account for a while. Do you remember that? I don't. <laughs> but there that's because I'm above such things. No, you're not. No, you just, you just, you just, you just, you just do it in the DMs. You just don't do it in public. But you, you roll over in the beef zone. You're, you're, mo- you're very moist, Rob. <laughs> really, just getting all up in that shoe. <laughs> 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 gotta, gotta where can people find you because I'm not sure Rob's gonna recover from that one and A underscore Cotto underscore appears oh. theme music is by Bowen the track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N that'll do it for this week we will be back next Friday uh, with another episode of Waypoint Radio be sure to check us out on YouTube because there's going to be some spooky things happening there. <laughs> yeah, it sounds spooky, right, Patrick? That was good. Well, you nailed it. it. Spooky. <laughs> anyway, fuck capitalism. Go home.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.